Welcome to Midnight Waves, episode 63 for Monday, November 30th, 2020. My name is Chris. My name is John. This week we reviewed the new double album Seer from the Smashing Pumpkins, and we deep dive Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins. Hey! <laughs> again end of november indeed episode 63 did i say the one yep that's right yep comes the flying so how you doing everything's fine (laughs) i guess i guess it is you know just same old same old i guess Mm. Trying to run out the year. Can't believe how fast it's how soon it's become like well basically december and uh, i know end of this shitty year yeah, <laughs> just trying to run out the clock now, to be honest. I'm, I'm really ready for this year to finish. Yeah. Not well, like next year is going to be any better, I was going to say, sure, like, well, we got to look forward to. <laughs> but at least I, you won't have thousands of people on social media going, fuck you, 2020. Oh, That's 2020 true. again. At least it won't be like that. It'll have to be That's 2021. Right. Yep. Yeah. Do you think it's... I don't know. Did we have the big celebrity deaths this year that we had in 2019 uh, or uh, 18 or whatever the year people are complaining about? I don't really recall. Do you recall any significant people Uh, passing away this year? I've already forgotten. I mean, no. I mean, I'm sure there are. There must have been. Must be some. Maybe that's something to look forward to for a fun, fun year-end edition. (laughs) Year-end episode. Oh, oh, I guess, well, who was it? Uh, Roger Moore? But then he was like... Oh, Sean Connery. Oh, sorry, Sean Connery. I mean, he was already like... He was old. Very old, but yeah, yeah. certainly him. Yeah. Should probably uh, fade that song up by now. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> what was going um, Yeah. Well, I guess can't. So, <laughs> I'll do that later. <laughs> so it'll make no sense no when you hear this. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember, I'll fade that song out. Then everyone be like, "What's going on?" Glitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Forgot to do something. So, but in terms of uh, music, we haven't really had that much going on this week. Cause, yeah, we? is there anything going on in the old world or music? Well, Sleater Kinney's Carrie Brownstein is going to write and direct a heart biopic, uh, right. which kind of works for me because when I listen to Sleater Kinney, which I do quite often. I do have a few of their, quite a few of their albums, actually. I do always kind of think of Heart a little bit as like a, a a rock band led by two women both playing guitar. Right. It's, I think she's a great person for that. So I'm kind of, as long as they license the music and stuff, not like that 
new David Bowie movie where there's no music licensed. What? Same with that Hendrix movie they did before. They couldn't license any of the music. Like, what? literally, what is the point? That's so stupid. What, can you imagine Bohemian Rhapsody as fucking annoying as that movie was if it didn't have any of the songs in it? Like... What are we going to do? Like, that Bohemian Rhapsody wouldn't even be a movie without the songs. Oh, of course not. The only good things about that movie were the songs. Yep. So, take those out, then what? <laughs> the... That's ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, pretty Little Wayne Drake shared a new song. B.B. King freestyle. So, haven't heard it. Guess I will at some point. And there was the Soul Train Awards. What? Which uh, featured Mosey Sumney, Jasmine Sullivan performing at the Soul Train Awards. Never heard of that. Uh, well, Is that a new thing? No, I don't believe so. Um... I'm sure you can guess what kind of music it mostly oh, would it be, primarily uh, focuses on. <laughs> I imagine there are not many white people in the in the, uh, in the awards there. Let's, let's have a look at the uh, complete winners list. Song of the Year, Chris Brown, Young Thug would go crazy. Well, Beyonce was nominated for something, didn't win. Holy shit. Uh, album of the Year was Summer Walker with her album Over It. No idea. Oh, the weekend must be pissed. Did you see him pissed? I did, about... did read something about that. Yeah. What a! I'm sorry, the weekend. I I've loved so much of your music, but you'd be bitching and bitching about the Grammys because you were nominated. Like your album was After Hours is the most average shit ever. Yeah. Like we gave it like threes, I think. Something like something that. like that. Like it's completely forgettable yeah and you're like Apart I need a blinding lights yeah and then he's like I need a full investigation into the Grammy voting really? process the does nomination he, who does he process. think he is like what an entitled twat you must wow. be that is really embarrassing yeah my unbelievably subpar album wasn't nominated for the most meaningless award ceremony in the planet earth <laughs> I need a full investigation Oh my god! Good lord! Not like any of the other albums. That were, the only albums that were worth. Well, I guess we should have a look at the Grammy nominations too. Could do. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a kind of big news. Uh, video of the year. Who cares about that? But it was Beyonce, best R and B artist. H E R. Don't know who that even is. I think. Uh, Chris Brown, best male artist. Chris Brown, best collaboration with a young thug again. They really like that one, eh? Best new artist, Snow. Ale Ale Allegra. Al Allegra. Allegra. Is it like a medicine? Take that for my uh, allergies. Megan the Stallion won the Rhythm and Bars Award, whatever that is. <laughs> Presumably, it's got nothing to do with actual lyrics because none of the songs nominated. Oh, Wap, Wap got nominated. Like I did. Didn't win. Pop star no. DJ Khaled featuring Drake. <laughs> Best dance performance. Gospel, Soul Train certified award. Uh, I guess I won't be seeking out the Soul Train awards, but uh, yeah, at least Mosey Sumney got to perform. I guess yeah. there's something. And uh, the Grammy nominations. Let's see there. You know, it is the the, the Oscars of music, right? I guess so. Look at these album of the year nominations. Jenna Aiko's Chilombo. 
I mean, I listened I to that. To I like Jenna Aiko, but that album was just—it was just totally whatever. I mean, fucking Coldplay. Did they even have an album out? Post Malone. <laughs> Taylor on. Swift obviously was popular. Like, well, that's all it is, though, isn't it? It's just like what was popular sprinkled in with a little bit of pretend we care. That's that's what it is like record the black. We never. Oh, that black parade was terrible we did review that song Dude. yeah it was really shit uh no idea what black pumas is uh, billy eilish did she even have a song we talked about oh, everything that one. i wanted yeah. okay post malone come on post malone's getting nominations yeah just a lot of post malone a lot of beyonce roddy rich who the fuck that is Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, best new artist. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm glad to see Phoebe Bridges nominated. How the fuck is somebody doing their third, like second album, third overall official release at best new artist? Nobody knew about it till now. Yeah, that doesn't really count though. I does know, it? I agree. And Kate Trend, sorry, Kate Trinidad has been out. Must have two or three albums already. Yeah. Been out for years. Best pop vocal album, Bieber, Lady Gaga, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift. She was fitting any box you pour into her. Taylor Swift, whatever it is, she nominated nice for best rock album. It's nice to see the strokes album. in there, at least, for best yeah, rock Yeah, I was album. glad to see the strokes there for best rock album. Somehow Fontaine's DC got on. Worst single of all time, right? Absolutely hilarious. Like, some pretty good songs, but the singing. Oh, Jesus, just trash. Brittany Howard's and then no surprise. Yeah. We uh, that, didn't we? Phoebe. Yeah, we did. Do, we did do that. Tame Impala. I mean, apparently this Fiona Apple album was a 10 out of 10. We just didn't listen to it. So I can't complain about the best alternative. I except for Beck. For top because if you remember, we did do that Beck album. Yeah. And it was remarkably oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, insignificant. Yeah. That's right. Um, Progressive R&B. That's a very weird category. But I was glad to see Thundercat there. Mm-hmm. Don't quite understand. I mean, Jenna, I wouldn't say it's progressive. Some best, good stuff for best rap, though. Yeah, I, mean, I was really happy to see Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist get nominated for Alfred on J Electronic. And Nas getting King's Disease. I still think that's a really, really good album. We didn't listen to that Royce the 5 9 album, which is a bit of a shame. I'm sure D Smoke is not that good. But um, don't give a fuck about Best Country. Best Latin pop or urban, to be honest. Urban Ricky music. Martin's still getting nominated for Grammys. <laughs> that guy must be old. So, I mean, I don't know, like, wh- where's the weekend thinking he's fitting in? I mean, I Which guess. category you mean? Yeah, like. Record I, of the year, obviously. Record of the year. But, I mean, that's basically a single of the year. Oh, right? sorry, I mean, album of the year. So then. maybe you could put him in there for that one good song. Hmm. And I guess, to be honest, Maybe he would fit in this album of the year category compared to compared Post to Malone or yeah. Coldplay, most likely. Oh, Jay Pacodia. Yeah, that. I'm not surprised he's. I mean, he's ridiculously talented, but his music's just so pretentious. I have no idea who he is. You have no idea. He's literally one of the, the biggest names in the world for creative music right now. Okay. I've I mean, he's never huge. heard of him. I mean, he's so creative, it's ridiculous. He's a, he's a musical genius. There's no doubt about it, but I don't like his music. I'm surprised you don't know of him. I've literally the first time I've ever heard. He did like like te- these TED talks, sort of just blowing people's minds. He's playing like twenty instruments, like in one song. 
Mm. Anyway. I mean, I, it's yeah. not that I don't believe you. Should, you, you, should, just... you should know about him, at least. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Basically, looking artist. Yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it. Yes. <laughs> no reviews on this album that was nominated for the best record of the year. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, situation for the Grammys. Usually only reward albums that sell a lot. This one couldn't even pick up a single professional review. The first one did. Yeah. Back in 2000. Oh, I think it's more like a big thing on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. Uh, he does lots of like... I, I, the idea of nominating anyone from YouTube or Instagram is should be off the table for me personally. I just... It's a totally different thing to me. It's just playing an instrument is not creating music. But obviously he did put out some albums, so... Fair enough. I, I just think those are two different categories to me. Yeah, that. You're either a songwriter or you play stuff on YouTube. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. I think he's also like a, what do you call it, like a, what's the word? Inspiring person. What do you call that? There's a word for that on Instagram. Inspiring. Oh, sorry, yeah. In, uh, influencer. influencer. He's like a big influencer. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't look like someone who would influence anyone. Oh, do you... I'll find something for you later. Not not now. It'll take it a lot. looks It'll like the lot, kind so. of kid I would have beaten up in school. Uh, yeah, cause I can imagine you saying that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually. But yeah, you wouldn't like it. I'm sure I won't. I, but, I don't, but like but, yeah. he's, he's, he's very talented. No I mean, I, 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 I don't doubt that, but I don't know. To Any me, it's who? like nominating Matea, uh, Mateus Asato just because he plays like two minutes on Instagram once a week it's like yeah like it's amazing but it doesn't make it like the best music of the sure, year definitely yeah. anyway at least we had a bit of news this week mm. I guess look at this shit as well though Halsey snubbed by Grammys Halsey calls out behind the scenes bribes and favor trade who's she she's uh, extremely unbelievably below average pop singer who apparently also feels she oh, deserves to be okay. nominated she's for like everything my, like uh, The Weeknd yeah she liked The Weeknd but with much less talent wait what's this Selena Gomez fans offended by the Saved by the Bell scene what the hell is that is there a new Saved by the Bell well that's what I'm thinking <laughs> what Oh, there is a new Saved by the Bell reboot. Whoa. Did Selena Gomez have a kidney transplant? What? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> One scene contained the graffiti. Does Selena Gomez even have kidneys on the wall in the background? Another reportedly featured two characters speculating about the identity of her kidney donor. How did this never come up on any of these news sites? <laughs> when did Selena Gomez have a... In 2017. Okay. Oh, she had lupus. Jesus Christ. What even is that? Lupus is... Uh, what kind of some kind of disease? Yeah. Yeah. Lupus is a long-term autoimmune disease in which the body's immune system becomes hyperactive and attacks normal healthy tissue. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not yeah. nice. Definitely not nice. <laughs> All right. Well, God surprised speed, that Selena, that's but I had wall. no idea that I'd never heard that story before. Yeah. Liam Gallagher says no I'll turn down 100 million pounds for Oasis Fuck. reunion <laughs> that's amazing that is crazy why though. would you turn that down does he have that much money that's just like 
I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not like get like talk to my brother again. Like it's that important to me to just not do that, and I don't need the money that much. Hundred million pounds. I would. You know, I'd do almost anything. Let's face it. What wouldn't I do for a hundred million pounds? For me, you know, we did quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a few years of not working. A few, maybe, maybe five, five years of not working. Maybe ten years of not working. I don't know. I guess in Japan, it's a million pounds a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what even is that in yen? Um. Like pounds? Shit. I don't know. 50 million yen? Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, that can't be right. I'm going to look this up before we sound completely retarded. Um, stupid, I should say. I guess it's about 140 yen to the pound. Last time I checked. Excuse me. I didn't check for ages. So. Excuse my <laughs> insensitive use well, of the R know. word there, everyone. Obviously, we know you mean stupid. Well, hopefully. I'm just an old dinosaur. That would be a hundred and thirty-eight million six hundred seventy-seven thousand four hundred sixty-three yen. That's a lot of money. It's a fair few years' salary on average here. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah. I read the other day that the average salary in Japan is about a hundred and ninety thousand yen. Oh, oh, salary. Yeah, that's not much, is it? Not at all. Yeah. And really needs to step things up a bit with yeah. the uh, discrepancy of earnings and cost of living. That's right. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Jesus. That's another rent for another, yeah. another time, isn't it? Maybe another, the price of everything maybe goes up, but the salary is yeah. the same. Anne oh, Wilson yeah. says, Anne Hathaway is interested in, but not right for New Heart Biopic. Yeah, I would have to agree. Anne Hathaway is a fine actress, but probably should not be playing like a 70s rock vixen yeah that wouldn't work seems a little bit too pure for that a little bit too innocent for that I think anyway this actually seems to be quite a bit of stuff to talk about this week so let's move on okay (laughs) oh shit Dave Prowse Darth Vader actor dies at 85 I think I read that didn't read that wasn't that a while back that was oh what yesterday wait Someone from the Star Wars cast died, I think. Before. Okay, never mind. Maybe it's like he was dying a week or two ago. I think he died. He was like really sick or something. Yeah, six foot seven. Jesus Christ! I read that he was like pissed that he, originally. I think he did all the lines, and then they just dubbed him over with James Earl Jones without actually mentioning. It, I what? I think so. Poor dude. Something like that. Can you scroll down to the? Uh... Oh, I thought you looked like Gordon Ramsay from it. That's yeah. <laughs> the top of his head. He actually like looks like wrinkly. former another former soccer player. You know, mm. Gordon Ramsay was a professional soccer player. Oh yeah, like another former Scottish. In fact, there's another former soccer player from Scotland called Gordon McQueen. Another Gordon looks very much like him. Right. Yeah. Wow. Scottish people really have a look. Yeah. Apparently, anyway. Moving on from Scottish people to... Uh, Americans? <laughs> well, yeah. Or, uh, well, what should well, we I guess say? I was say? Angry Scottish people to bitter and bitter, twisted Americans. Bitter, twisted, uh, weird <laughs> ones. <laughs> Egomaniacal yes. Americans. 
And of course, who else could we be referring to except for WPC? Otherwise known as William Patrick Patrick Corgan, Corgan yes. Or the Siamese, uh, the, the Fashion <laughs> Pumpkins frontman. Yes. Or the, 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 the manipulator. The, Formerly the known dictator. as Billy Corgan. <laughs> dictator, I would say. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes Smash true. Pumpkins dictator, yes. Yeah. And uh, his uh, new album, under the moniker of the Smash Pumpkins, although you wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. By listening to what's, any of their previous what's this, albums. What's this album called? This then? album is called Seer. C Y R, right? C Y R. We believe it's called Seer. And uh, let's hear a sample from Seer. Alrighty. As the color of love, the first track from Seer, the incredibly bloated double album of the Smashing Pumpkins. Their second double album, in fact. How many bands put out a more than one double album? I can't wonder. think of any. Uh, would the, the Guns N' Roses ones count as doubles? The one and two. Is it part one? Well, I mean, you could. Each one was on two CDs. They, they, they were no, released they separately yeah. on the same day, but they would not double up. They won't double. Yeah. They, Combined, they may be. Well, according to, according to WPC, we've got like a, a triple thing, haven't we? you got like this so-called trilogy that he hasn't completed, which started with Melancholy, went on to uh, Machina. Machina. And then like the third thing supposed to become like a 33-track opera, whatever, rock opera. He's supposed been to be doing coming. this shit for fucking years, yeah. to be honest. There was that thing where he started uh, releasing all those songs like little bit by bit. Online oh, yeah. years ago, or bit like three songs. He, no, I don't mean like the songs oh, oh, bit by bit. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I should probably look this up as I will absolutely get it wrong. The 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 Tear Garden oh. thing before the Oceana album. Yeah, the first one was Song for Sun came in December two thousand. That was a pretty good song. And so it was the first track released from Tear Garden by Kaleidoscope Volume 1, Songs for a Sailor. What? From the band's eighth album, Tear Garden by Kaleidoscope, which never existed in the end, of course, I believe. I don't think I ever got a release. It's like another band. But so what happened was but, that these yeah. Songs for a Sailor thing came out, four songs, five songs, whatever. Then... The Solstice Bear came out later that year okay. with another four or five songs. And I then Volume this. 3 came out later on. Actually, the first one, that was actually the next year. So how the hell does that work? 
I guess you're supposed to put them all together, make mm-hmm. your own album. Two songs there. And then finally, Oceana came out in 2012. And then Monuments to an Elegy in 2014. Yeah. Which actually, Oceana and Monuments to an Elegy are definitely the best albums that they, the Pumpkins have done since the good old days. So uh, yes. maybe, maybe in some way that makes sense. But combined, this is supposed to be Tear Garden by Kaleidoscope. It kind of gets spelled with a Y. How bizarre. Yeah. All right. Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never and heard of Tear Garden. I, mean, I know of Soundgarden, obviously. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say A Song for a Son was probably the best. It might be the best song Billy wrote since the good old days. Really? I need to listen to I it. Mean, I mean, that was 2009, so I might feel differently now. But I remember liking that song. Okay. So, but I mean, this this is what i mean like this is like what a 20-year project <laughs> billy's doing all these volume ones volume twos 600 songs on this album these 400 songs combined to make seven albums or something Wait, this, i mean i have to give him that he's written a lot of material since thousands of tracks maybe see i think what's wrong yeah well i think the biggest issue with corgan oh sorry wpc <laughs> yeah get William it get patrick it right. corgan is his inability to accept that ah. all of his songs are not all the same level. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So even yeah, on yeah, yeah. Instagram today, he was ranting about something. Yeah. What did he say? Well, so somebody's... What a fucking pandering to Billy Corgan question this is. Why are some artists lauded for taking risks while others are criticized? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. It's like, might as well, like, did Billy write that one himself? Okay. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, it's another way clickbait press controls narratives. Notice how rarely they talk about quality, its personality, style, sound of voice, and mockery, etc. Or I'm insane. Let me say this. The response to Seer has been fantastic. Not really, eh? And we thank you. You made this album possible. All the other noise, the zombies, which is what Billy apparently calls... The press? No, zombies seem to be the old fans who oh, don't really? like the new stuff. Oh, what? We are the zombies. So we are the zombies, then? Yeah. All right, thanks. The thanks lazy WPC. takes. They've been there since we started. Nope. In various forms. Not really. And it's never stopped us. Those same hipsters of today hated Siamese when it came out. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. I'm sorry. Because I was in high school when that album came out. And there were kids in my school who would used to make fun of us for listening to rock bands. Who actually started loving that album. It was the coolest fucking hottest album in the world at that time. That was Siamese incredible. Too. All the too, too cool for school kids jumped on the on. On the, the bandwagon. on the bandwagon with Siamese Dream. Yeah. Like a bunch of kids I knew who never listened to Nirvana or Alice in Chains, any of those bands, suddenly... The, yeah, it was a different level. It was just... Yeah. Really? It different. was that like art yeah. rock thing between mm. like... I would say it's prog rock, to be honest. It was definitely but, the closest but thing to cool, prog rock cool in there. Really but it cool. had like that sort of like art yeah, aesthetic art where... Cause he, he like he didn't wear flannel shirts or have long hair. He had like exactly. short hair. He wore f- 
like flowery shirts and shit people looked at them as a different kind of band yeah the today video was completely different than it wasn't outshined by Soundgarden. they were wearing big shorts and shirtless massive yeah, hair yeah, like yeah. Dur, 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 stomping around with flames exploding in the background yeah, yeah, they yeah. were like painting themselves up and exactly. like riding around in an ice cream van like fairies yeah and... like it it appealed yeah. to that like that's what the hipsters were then kids yeah it wasn't just buying vcrs ironically it yeah. was it was actually like being like a different I mean, kind of i remember person. this when i discovered the pumpkins it was like i was in secondary school i was like 13 or 14 it was some some student in an art class had a cherub rock playing in the background yeah. for his video it was one it's literally the coolest thing i'd ever heard at that, that yeah. point in time i was blown away went out and bought simon's dream then gish and i was just listening to him every day I mean, I, I did buy Gish so first. Like, I was there, but like, you were there, it, took, young, yeah, it, it took some convincing yeah. my more like rock minded, metal minded friends to give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. Mostly because yeah. of his voice. But, yeah. But, oh, okay. Yeah. But everyone got on board with Siamese Dream. Everyone did. Not everyone did with Gish, but everyone did with Siamese Dream. Sure. So the idea that everyone hated Siamese Dream is a complete this is, fallacy. This is completely. There's no idea what he's talking about. But anyway, I mean, let, let me continue yeah, yeah. his little rant here. Yeah. He says, point is, it's you who control the narrative now, not LazyFan245, grumbling about Quiet and Geek USA, or Hipster Journo, who thinks he knows what Smashing Pumpkins should do next. Remember, we are working on 46 new songs. So enjoy this time. There's more to come. Listen, Billy, nobody should put out 46 new songs like there's yeah. nobody in history who wrote 46 about, songs for an album quality of a quantity like that's what i'm saying he's the only person in the history of music mm. who thinks i wrote 46 songs for the next album and we're going to put out all 46 he's that kind of narcissist even like hip-hop artists don't nobody do that nobody would be doing that <laughs> like that's why you get these deluxe editions with like 20 extra songs on exactly. them or whatever because nobody's fine. that fucking egotistical yeah, yeah. to think every single song I wrote is as good as each other that's right and that's literally Billy Corgan he thinks every song on this album is as good as as all the other songs and that they all deserve to be here and that they're all better than everything on Melancholy and Siamese Dream that's incredible that's just like ridiculous he, legitimately that is his mindset that's right and that is why this album stinks yeah that's it though, straight yeah. off as an album before we even get into it this album fucking sucks it's, it's a it's a big poo it is just shit yeah and it's not that every song is bad there are a few out of these 20 songs these 20 72 tracks. 73 minutes. minutes 73 i think 72 but you might be right yeah like whatever it is are you right sorry 72 it's it's let's say it's 72 there's it's 65 minutes too long (laughs) (laughs) wait how's that work out 50 30 wait i can't do the math seven minutes should be pretty much should be an ep seven minutes of decent (laughs) songs (laughs) should be a single but the thing is the album he released before this or he of them yeah um shiny oh so bright blah 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 part one i mean that was like eight tracks shiny and also bright comma volume one slash lp colon no past period no future period no sun period <laughs> no no future for him i reckon um but yeah i mean that was like eight tracks in it it's pretty all right it's not bad you know some i mean good tracks. you got some nice guitar on it some nice like hooks some nice riffs but what does what well, does sia have 
the the weird thing with shiny and also bright volume one slash lp colon no past no future no so <laughs> you don't have to say that every time <laughs> Give me is a that <laughs> when it came out in 2018 yeah. i didn't even finish it i thought it was fucking dog shit yeah i was offended how bad it was yeah but now going back to it yeah i need yeah. something to get through this smashed pumpkin section yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now going back through it, it sounds fucking like revolutionary and great compared, compared to, to yeah, Seer that's right. with its fucking 20 identical songs. Same vocal melodies. Oh my, like literally, Corgan, like, you know, I, I think even people who were not big fans of the Pumpkins when I when they were huge, when I loved them, when they were like my favorite band. Yeah. There were people, I had friends who were like, the music's great, but I hate his voice. And I understood it. I liked his voice, but I understand I like it's not for everyone. With the music, with the, the yeah, volume. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just... want him to like, sing me a lullaby to go exactly. sleep or anything. But and live, he was just terrible. That's but <laughs> terrible. But it worked for his music, for me. But if anyone didn't like it, I wouldn't argue with them. Yeah. It's not like saying, like, I don't like Lane Staley's voice. Sure. You know, like, what's wrong with you? What do you like then? Right? <laughs> like, yeah, I know you, you mean. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like Kurt Cobain's voice. Well, then you must not like anyone's voice. Yeah. I can totally understand Billy Corgan doesn't work for everyone. But at least I don't think anyone would have argued with me that all the songs are exactly the same. <laughs> or that he doesn't create some hooks or some understanding of making like the, various yeah. sort of genres of music and Beautiful. combining them That's into right. something when when again i know billy hates people loving siamese dream That's but so bizarre but if you look at like the the way like you said cherub rock is like insanely great still quiet is heavier but still has yeah, amazing hooks like today is like the what just way overplayed but it's still a fucking great song the tv shows the song is beautiful geek usa yeah. is amazing like heavy song a silver fuck like he did so much with his voice and his incredible songwriting yeah and this now i would say like i send you that message does he have he only has two vocal melodies now yeah. He has literally two or three ways to sing a song. That's right. And they all sound identical now. Yeah. I just having like a couple of female voices doesn't change that and in the background. The, oh, They're not very good. Either. I would say the worst aspect of this album yeah. is the female backing vocals. Okay. It is atrocious. For one thing, they don't blend in in the slightest. Yeah. They sound completely separate. They don't suit Billy's voice in the slightest. They don't suit the music in the slightest. Yeah. They're the most generic sounding they're female backing generic, vocals yeah. ever. I and I looked up who they were, and they're just two nobodies. One of them, like Billy, one produced them, his uh, produced her fairly album. Well, known, no? well, Billy produced one of their albums or something. Okay. So obviously he likes her, but <laughs> it. I didn't even know they were two different voices. They just sound completely generic. Yeah. And if there's one thing you can say about Billy Corgan's voice is that it is not generic. So the idea of him like, and then they're just this totally like, da 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 in the background just doesn't fit together at all. It doesn't, it, they, they, it doesn't sound right in the slightest. I was listening to so many of these songs thinking, did you really think that was helping the song? Like that Ramona song? Oh, Jesus, that's terrible. Like, fuck. 
dog shit. It's really bad, isn't it? It's I terrible. Literally, I literally just I couldn't believe it. I was just kind of like, can I just can I just fast forward the song? And... The thing is, it's not even that terrible until the chorus comes in on that song. Mm. <sighs> Another thing, also, Korg himself produced this, whereas uh, Rick Rubin had previously done had done so. So, I mean, I didn't help. I think that Corgan produced him. So, I, mean, I think it's well recorded. No, it, it is, but I just think that if maybe Sir Rick Rubin was on, it might have some more energy or power to it. It but, might. I don't know. I, I think Rick Rubin's kind so. of famous for producing albums but not doing any work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, he will just set up the sound of the album but not, like, put any input into anything. Okay. So. I mean, what he needed was like, it, it's impressive to me, I think, and not impressive, telling, let's let's use that word. It's telling to me that Billy's best albums were produced by major producers. What's his name? So Butchvig uh, produced, yeah. I think Gish Siamese and Siamese Dragon. Yeah, I think I think he did so. Gish as well. Who did Melancholy? And uh, Flood, oh, Flood did yeah. Melancholy. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you're talking about a guy who worked extensively with like U2 and people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah major producers yeah who could probably go toe to toe with Billy's ego but he then went in a direction where it's like I'm the boss mm -hmm. everything I say is right and that's that's you can hear that in all his music that he is infallible he knows what's best he knows what's good Anyone who disagrees is wrong or a liar or a zombie or just a hipster trying to score points by slamming him. It it really, he obviously has always been an egomaniac who almost nobody liked. I know that. I used to, you know, there's, there's so many stories even in the 90s that so many famous people hated Billy Corgan. I always... I think we told that story on the show before. Is this uh, Foo Fighters Live where he started playing Bullet with Butterfly? Dave Grohl started oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sarcastically playing Bullet with Butterfly Wings over and over again by himself, just like ripping it to shreds without saying anything. Despite all my freedom, turned out to run in a cage. Woo! Like that for like five minutes. Because he obviously just hated Billy Gorgon so much. Yeah just contempt for for his like personal like messiah complex or whatever i get that people hate billy probably for very good reasons now that you see him on instagram it's it's unfortunate not that it should affect the music though yeah but I, unfortunately i think it's unavoidable I just, I mean, I know he's always been obsessed with, like, the, the electronic sound of keyboards. I don't see why he's going to make a whole album of this, though. Like, he wrote, uh, he, he said in some interview recently that he's trying to bring himself into modernity and he's got logic for Apple, his Apple computer, and got some beats going. And, and he realised that, like, that's what everyone, everyone's doing these days, so he's got to do it. He's got to get with the trend. And it's like... It's just so some of this so basic though, isn't it? So many of these tracks start with nothing and end up with nothing. Like if you just pop up in a couple of samples. Yeah, just, I mean, uh, but I mean, it's so, uh, so whatever. Like that, that, just hearing that makes me think of that that Steve Buscemi thing. The 
hello fellow kids from 30 rock oh okay yeah there you go you know that would be uh just like how do you like do WPC. fellow kids yeah like when he's got his skateboard and his music yeah, yeah, band yeah. t-shirt on there you go how do you do fellow kids that's that's what that that's sounds what it like is. yeah yeah exactly it's like nobody wants you to be the weekend yeah or drake or whatever nobody does that's they want you to be the smashing pumpkins Anyway, yeah, let's let's pop Why on a couple it? of yeah. more songs. Yeah. Eh? What uh, what should we go with? Oh fuck! Should we know. go with the Ramona? <laughs> no, why don't we do uh, something funny like um, <laughs> funny? Uh, what is it called? Uh, Save your tears or uh, Tiger Tiger? All right, let's hear that new modernity. <laughs> many more songs of that quality oh that many more yeah not just we haven't just picked pick the worst one that no. is a lot of the album nice basic like $25 Casio keyboard preset sounds on the intro there too maybe it'd be like some expensive thing that he acquired from I'm sure it was, oh, no, it's nostalgic vintage, shop all vintage, vintage store, sense, yeah. man mm. <laughs> what, a, what a waste a good example a of money. Yeah. A good example of that you were saying about the, the vocals not matching at all there. They did not work together at all. The, the, it, his voice awful singing with the the, the, the women. Like that's a, they it just sound the same. doesn't. It doesn't work mm. at all. Do your own backing vocals if you own backing vocals. Yeah. It it you do not have a voice that blends with normal just singing. Just have James do. Isn't James in the band? I don't hear any other I don't hear any guitaring, but Oh no, according What's to Billy on Instagram today, there's all guitars everywhere. So I had to like really like focus to hear any guitar. There are a couple of songs with guitars like Witch or mm. um, But the other ones are like, yeah, you can't pick out any guitar tracks in them. Yeah. Which other one had uh I, I can think of two songs. I know Witch has some guitar. That's actually not a That's not one a of bad songs, song yeah. except it the one of the riffs sounds just oh. like uh, White Zombies. Thunderkiss 65 gonna, slowed down maybe with we, all the fun yeah, parts okay. removed. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Sorry, <laughs> Billy, but you definitely borrowed that one. Yeah. And uh, I think there's another one with with some some guitars in it. Well, Wrath, maybe? Wrath sounds like it might have some. I'm gonna... I really don't want to remember any of these tracks. <laughs> nope. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, I don't know but I, I, I think th there's two real issues with the album one that the songs all sound the same and they're not very good and two his fucking I, I feel like he's never been worse <laughs> as a singer like yeah his vocals are awful here and there's delivery some of these some of these lyrics are just shameful to me I Wait, think so like, I think I wrote down uh a line I thought was 
particularly I think, bad. I, I mean, I, I got one. That Anno Satana song, like, which of course means ch- uh, Church of Satan. Wow. Oh, was it a song Bert Grove? He sings, Sundays come and Sundays flee. Mm-hmm. Sundays wed, won't you stand with me? Apparently that song's for his kids. So. Oh, sorry, sorry, WPC. <laughs> I apologize. But Anno Satana, which means Church of Satan. Yeah. Which is already pretty embarrassing. It's opens with the classic line, Oh, did you know I'm a wanted man? Oh jeez. I I just I don't know. It's it's just It's uh, not like he's ever been like cool in that yeah, way. He's always like Yeah, whatever. No matter how cool the band were, he always kind of betrayed himself. But it really stands out when there's no like massive guitars behind it or and no melodies to support it. Like it, that's it's not thing. like he was writing yeah. great lyrics before, but there was something in the music that it didn't matter. It worked. Like the songs carried it. His delivery carried it. The hooks carried it. There are no hooks. Yeah, but there's there are no memorable hooks on this entire album. That's and the, the only ones that are memorable are terrible, like the Ramona song or. Just repeating Ramona over and over again. Ramona. And then the girl Ramona. in the background, like some karaoke backing vocal thing. Yeah. Just, Ramona. Yeah. It is awful. And even the few songs that... You know, I wouldn't say there's no decent songs. I, I think there's a couple. I think uh, Confessions of a Dopamine Addict is okay. I think Witch is not too bad. I think Purple Blood is pretty good, even though it sounds... Very much like he ripped off his own song "Love" from Melancholy. Yeah, I guess I kind of like. Uh, no, I don't really like much on the album. To be I'm not much, though. No. Yeah. And by the time, like, it's just such a slog. It's, it is. It just goes on and on and on. I mean, suddenly I was wondering. So, like, I mean, as as much as I was just like pulling them apart, saying we got like 46 new songs, blah blah, blah all these songs. Like he can never, he never edits any song out anymore. But could you break this album down into like a 10, 11, 12 track album and make it good? No, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. There's no, still no, there is not, not 10 good songs on this yeah. album. There are not you 10. You have to just rework them. You have to rework like say five or six of them to make yeah. something, make an EP. Yeah, you could probably get a, a reasonable EP out of this. Yeah. I guess. It's, just, but you'd yeah. still need to rework that. So, like for me, I, I have to remove all the female backing vocals from the entire album. They are absolutely terrible whenever they appear. Yeah, and you know, does he, does, he just also just sounds a bit. WP says sounds like he doesn't really care. There's no like passion or like emotion really. It's always the same. When we said his voice sounds the same, but it sounds like he doesn't really even care there's, about what he's saying. Yeah, there's there's no He doesn't that, like modulate his voice in mm. the slightest throughout this album. Yeah. There's there's no anger or rage or genuine sadness or anything. It is just It's a pure slog. He is to it's to. like I, to me, it felt like Billy Corgan decided like he's gonna be like a mainstream pop singer type, right? But forgot what he actually sounds like when he sings. Like he's gonna do like a Bieber album, basically. 
but he can't sing for shit. There you go. Where's Justin Co? Yeah. It, it it's really weird how cold this mm. album feels. Mm. And it's not just the yeah. keyboard. Like a lot of people make a big deal about the keyboards, and then it's like if you hate the albums because no, it's not you that, don't though. like keyboards it's and not. you want guitars. And yeah, I do want guitars. Yeah. I do because that's what I loved about the Smashing Pumpkins. But if all these songs were guitar based, they'd still be shit. Yeah, they exactly. They're still shitty songs. That's exactly the point. Not the do it's with not the, the way. It's not the medium of the d- musical delivery. No. It's the, just the way it sounds with his, especially with his voice. To me, the issue with the keyboards the mel- is that melodies. his approach to music is wrong. Yeah, because he. You know, we made fun of him so many times, but that time he posted on Instagram how he doesn't play guitar solos anymore because when he was playing guitar, nobody acknowledged him as a great guitarist. So what? I guess nobody wants me to play guitar then, so I just don't. Like, it's just such a child he is. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a man who should not be a father because he's already a child. <laughs> Take away his right to be a father. <laughs> he, he has no business raising children with his fucking petulant attitude. Honestly, he's. Can you imagine a, how his kids have ended His up? kids are going to oh be utter. Either, they're going to be either utter cunts or they're going to rebel and actually be like fucking sensible people. I hope someday that little cherub looking, Cupid looking son Augustus grows up and goes. Fucking Siamese dream was the best thing you ever did, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's like brandishes a knife yeah. at his father. <laughs> so, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> like, you should Ow. just write more songs like Soma. Well, that's shit. <laughs> yes. That might take us to our next bit. Oh, we should give this a score, though. Oh, are we done? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. Fuck it. I'm finished. <laughs> I don't want. I ever want to talk about this ever again. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, that, that's another thing Sorry. I was going to ask. Though. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever I mean I'm sorry I, yeah, just, yeah, I, okay, I have yeah. to mention that Starcraft sounds like one of those YouTube videos with oh yes yes where they have like a like a luxury luxury homes channel or something where they yeah. like outside Miami or like Marbella or something and they're just like showing you like a yeah, fancy yeah, house yeah. and they got the drone outside that's and true. that fucking SoundCloud music it sounds just like that that's, absolute that's so shite that's so true um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just, you know, Billy, Billy, one of Billy's quotes, if you look at Billy Cogan, Billy Cogan, WPC, B- Billy, sorry, WPC quotes on Google, the quote that stood out for me was, yeah. for someone who's had the level of success I've had, there's been very little critical review of my work, which is pretty fascinating. Oh, what? That's insane. Which really shows the mindset of WPC. He's he's that, absolutely he's batshit mental, you know. Like uh, one of the most famous bands of all time, one of the greatest bands of all time. Oh, yeah. Although, let's face it, how many albums can you put out where your ratio of good to bad is this bad and still be considered a great band? Oh, okay. I mean, realistically. Like to me, the best thing he could do for his legacy is to fucking give up. Oh, that's that's what I was thinking. Like three or four enough, albums enough, ago, enough, to enough, be enough. honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like after say a uh, machine. After I think Oli Gaga should have been his swan song, and he could have gone out on a high still. Mm. Like at least he'd be like in the in the black, mm. as it were. Yeah, he's decisively in the red right now. Although his solo album was nice. Should have stuck with the second. Only Gaga, that's what I'm saying. The first. One. Oh, sorry, I sorry. Mis- yeah, mis- the mis- second song was shit. What? The one we reviewed like last year. 
Oh, I forgot about that already. Yeah. There's another one. That was garbage. Did we get that one? I liked it more than I liked it more than you. You did, but, okay. But I still only gave it like oh, a shit. three I or something. About that. You gave it like a one and a half or something. I think. <laughs> you I didn't like, even listen. I, like, I don't think you even finished it. You I was like, "When's like, this shit gonna yeah. finish?" That was but another I was, album that went on forever, like, like fucking twenty-eight like, songs yeah. or some shit. shit I, forgot, I forgot about that garbage. Yeah. Jeez, that hot garbage, man. Where's that go? <laughs> what the hell? How do I have search for in WPC? I guess it's going to be into W. For God's sake. WPC brings up Mariah Carey. And Does Billy it? Corgan. What's that about? Billy Corgan. Jeez, oh, Bill. Well, he's listed as an odd. He's listed under Billy Corgan. I say even Apple Music will not. Oh, Cotio. Is it? No, no, Cotillion. Sorry, no, I'm not marrying Cotillion. It was Cotillion. 17 tracks. 17 tracks, God. and they were all the same. Mm. There was a couple of good songs. I, I oh, was yeah, probably yeah. overly generous on that one. Do you know what WPC reminds me of? Actually, I remember years and years ago, I used to watch like soccer all the time. Yeah. And uh, there was this soccer player in England called Andy Cole. Yeah. Very successful player, play for England, I guess, play for Manchester United, Newcastle. And then at some point when he was about 30, decided he wanted to be Andrew Cole. Okay. Right? And I remember the commentator, Andy Gray, they were commentating him and this other guy, Martin Tyler, I think it was. And Martin Tyler mentioned this during the game, like, oh, Andy Gray now is has uh, to be referred to as Andrew Gray from now on. And Andy Gray, the other guy, goes, if you expect to be called Andrew what was great and and andrew cole by uh, now cole. good luck son <laughs> it's not happening like it's just ridiculous like yeah when you're an old person what's on the oh, say i have to be christopher from now and you're jonathan like yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like what a rid- like, especially if you made a name for it exactly right it's like ben affleck like, i must be ben benjamin affleck from now on everyone and everyone knows you by Ben. Like, yeah. it's just fucking ridiculous. If he did that before, he became big. Kind like of get Bradley it. Pitt, please, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'll only, ref- I'll only re- respond to Bradley from now on. Yeah. That's crazy. What an insane egomaniac way to go. If you don't want to be Billy, didn't, don't be Billy in the first place. Could be William Corgan. Totally fine. Unless that's a d- d- differentiate between a, uh, being a solo artist and a, and a group. I, I, don't I guess so. But even his Instagram is William P. Corgan or something, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase the great Roger Ebert on this one, and say I hate, hate, hate this album. Oh yeah, he said that. What did? Which album? Which movie did he say that for? Um, one particular one that stood the, the, he started using it for <laughs> Police Academy or something no 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 I mean I'm sure he hated Police Academy what was it? but like, the, I think I, I've heard that before yeah I hate, hate, hate <laughs> this movie was um fuck actually it was I hated it it was for North the movie North North okay which was unbelievably terrible indeed Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I hated, hated, hated this album. And it's not because every song is terrible or anything. It's because as a listening experience, it is awful. Yeah. 72 minutes of just... The same thing. Just... Ugh. 
I'm giving it a p- uh, my first poo out of five. I'm also going With poo out of poo five. Poo em- emoji. <laughs> I might even go two poos out of five. Two poos. Yeah. Meaning? Poo poo. It's kind of like a minus a, two. It's what? <laughs> it's like a minus one. Oh, so, uh, uh, so you're talking about the quantity of poos means how bad it is. Yes. So like one poo, what two poos is better? I say a poo is a poo. zero out of five. Okay. And uh, two poos is minus one. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do three poos and four poos. If we lots need of, to. Lots of turds. Five up, poos stacked, out of five. Five stacked up turds. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely a poo it's emoji definitely a poo, out yeah. of five, yes. Yeah, I'm definitely agree- I'm going with that. There's literally no chance for the rest of my life I'll ever hear any of these songs Unless it happen to be playing somewhere, unfortunately, on the streets or in a Which shop. Which is also Very literally unlikely. impossible. Because <laughs> who would if play this? You walk to the shop and it's like, Ramona. Ramona. <laughs> it's like, if it's like, my Sharona would be all right, but Ramona comes yeah, on, I'd be like, that's not I'm happen. walking out the shop. That's not happening. I'm out of there. I'm never coming back. Oh, did you know I'm a wanted man? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, geez, that was... I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not like every song is shit, but no. the album is shit. So there you go. There, yeah. we go. there were a couple of songs here yeah. that had some potential. Yeah, but didn't go anywhere. Potential unrealized. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. What a shame. And anyone who loves us, give your heads a shake. <laughs> <laughs> I usually would say it's okay to, lo- to love an album. It's okay to like an album. It's fine to disagree with us. If you love this, go and see a doctor. <laughs> There's just something wrong. Yeah. There's just something seriously wrong. It's like you have like a Billy Billy Corgan worship sort of. Like you have an obsession with him, I can yeah. I kind of see like, that. Like That's Billy's it. not coming to your house yeah. to give you a present for liking his album. That's right. He might he might re retweet you or fucking regram you on Instagram yeah. to show you holding his vinyl, but that's about. And that's it. what they do. Don't yeah, they? it's amazing that just to like just to prove that it has some value. Like I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Trash. Trash, straight garbage, um, hot garbage. I'm deleting that, that from deleting that from music oh, right now. Let's, let's we delete finish. that. That got to get rid of it. Here. I don't want to forget to do it. Do not want that cluttering up my Apple Music. The, al- the album cover is just bizarre. It looks like some clip art or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like it, but I it's prefer weird. the same oh, album cover on all show. Also shiny. Bloody hell! Sorry. Who cares? Delete it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's delete like, from library I downloaded it as well better delete that because I wanted to yeah listen to the gym or something how can I get rid of it I, mean, I tried listening to it like while working out and it was killing me oh no it was killing me I was riding the, like like the bike yeah and it was just like oh god why did I put this <laughs> like I had to stop halfway through just to turn it off <laughs> just... you, you, you have a bike yeah I got an excess bike Oh, cool. it's not on the ceiling, but <laughs> what? You start looking up there like, <laughs> like I'm. High. No, I was thinking. I was like, my my. Okay, you know, okay. you look up. Okay, you're thinking? <laughs> it's just weird that we start looking around. Like, Where would you put it? <laughs> <laughs> on top of your CD shelf, there. It's like, what the fuck, I got blue? Okay. 
<laughs> I'm so glad this is over. I never want to talk about or think about or hear this ever again in my whole life. <laughs> Do you know what the saddest thing is? Probably by the time this next 46 song triple album comes out, yeah. we'll be going back to see a goal. It's not that bad. I kind of oh, prefer this. Oh, no. Can you imagine if it gets to that point? That is so sad. That's literally what happened with Oh So Shiny and blah, Bright blah, blah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Because I, I despair that when we first listened to that back yeah. in 2008 I couldn't it's even finish it much better than the and it's miles better Sia. than this now yeah it is though there's some good tra- a couple of good tracks on there and it's t- it's, it's listenable you at know? least half good tracks which is yeah. more than we can say for Seer I guess oh, I can't that's... get past the Steve Buscemi how do you do fellow kids that's thing dumb. I should cl- close that alright well from one terrible Smashing Pumpkins album Ooh, to one, two, one great Smashing Pumpkins. I, I, I can I say, please before do. We go into it, I would honestly say this is one of the best rock music albums ever created. I'm going to say it right now. I would I mean, say this is one of the best music. any albums or ever any created. Any category. This is probably, yeah. I mean, I would say without thinking too hard. Yeah easily in my top 10 albums of all time okay of any of any, of any genre of any yeah. type I guess actually in terms of how much I've listened to something I mean, so, I mean yeah I haven't listened to an album as much I wonder if there's mm. actually a better rock album than this album I'll have to think about that probably well, probably aren't many well why don't we think about that yes. why don't we kick on with the first track oh yeah which of course is Chair of Rock shit that was Cherub Rock of course from Siamese Dream the first track and I don't wow. care what anyone says I don't care what anyone says if that's not light years beyond whatever he's doing now like yeah. you are fucking kidding yourself you, you're deaf you have yeah. to be completely deaf in every sense on every level every aspect it's incredible like, it's every time I listen to it it always sounds incredible. The thing, it always sounds I, fresds. Literally, a song I've heard thousands of times. Yeah, 
and it like, and I like I said like my band used to cover this song for a while oh yeah yeah so it's like the song should be just like whatever by now it should be right but it just isn't every yeah. time you if you don't listen to it for like a few a while like a few months even then you go back to it it's like how the hell does this sound like this yeah but Viggs I, I still my favorite produced album of all time oh god yeah, like we easily. should we should mention about how they how they what they produced this. Yeah, this I mean it was thing. it was amazing. The layers, the layers of guitars, and layers of guitars. The time they, they spent in the studio. The, the, I mean, for start, we should also mention that Billy played all the guitar parts and all oh, the bass yeah. parts. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, James and Darcy had nothing to do on this. I mean, album. they were doing it, but in the end, he just he, he just, was obsessed, right? He was obsessed with it being so perfect, yeah. and I guess they were not there. The only other person on the album is jimmy yeah who was fucking off to get high on heroin that's doing right. recording yeah and did he have like go to therapy and something rehab i mean the, I, there was one like, story where they went and found him like unconscious in like a heroin den oh jesus when he was late for the studio they just found him like passed out oh god sounds like train spotting or something like that movie. basically yeah <clears throat> um but yeah they did obviously tons of tons of overdubs tons of laser guitar i know they they had the the marshall amps the i think they were using jcm 800s and they took the tubes out and put these russian tubes in called kt88s which would produce this like perfectly clean tone hmm. at like full volume so you've got like a hundred watts 100 watt amps which is you if you if you've never turned up like an amplifier like that full blast, the, you can't even comprehend the volume. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. And so the, it would just make this bell tone at full blast. It would never break up. Usually a tube amp. For those of you who don't know, if you turn up the volume to a certain level, the tube will start uh, breaking up. Start something called gain, a gain stage. And it will compress and it will make like a distortion kind of overdrive sound. Yeah. And that's usually where most guitars get their tone from, certainly okay. in the old days. Um, because Billy wanted to use these pedals, mostly they were using big muffs for distortion here, which were these, they were using the shitty big muff, which I have, the big giant electro harmonics one, which is like a really, really thick distortion. So he wanted just the loudest clean tone possible and then just add all these like pedals on top of it. Jesus. So they couldn't even be in the same room as the amps. They, they Oh, really? The amps were mic'd in like a different room. That's incredible. Yeah. Because it would just kill you. <laughs> like, it would just deafen you. Deafen you, right? Like, even with headphones. You, I, I don't think it would be um, possible. E e e You'd probably feel the pressure, I feel like, like wow. at that level. And that's incredible. So they changed the tubes out, and it just so when you listen like something like Soma, and it's just got this insanely beautiful clean tone, which we will get to at the end of Hummer. Oh or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like the clean tone, this album is the probably my personal favorite clean tone I ever, just because that's that was the tone I was always chasing when I had a band. But yeah, like they they just made these amps insane and, and that was all biddy corgan's ideas well i'll call him biddy corgan now because this is when he really well was this biddy was corgan. when he was billy and he was i don't know if it was just his idea of butch v i mean butch, butch v was like yeah. very involved in this obviously butch was riding the highest wave a producer could probably ever have mm. having he did gish did never mind already oh yeah right like doing this album like 
you know, he he was like God God tier producer at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, they did so much to get this sound. But that's why if you listen to, like the solo in Cherubrock, in between every note, it's like squealing feedback. Wow! Because the the uh, it's impo- oh okay yeah, yeah. Sure, I know what you mean because I've got the whole song yeah ingrained which yeah. is like to me one of the greatest solo tones ever because it just sounds so uniquely like aggressive and yeah out of control like not his playing his playing is great but just the tone is like on the verge of just losing everything every time he stops playing and that's the sound that Billy that's wanted big, wasn't it that, I mean like, that's he was it. chasing right like you can't do that He's, without blowing the amp up basically pursuit pursuit of perfection tonal perfection and it just it just sounds so amazing but it was it's sort of thing you could never recreate in a live setting because you would destroy the audience (laughs) yeah but imagine that the lawsuit of that (laughs) you deafened fifty thousand fans oh well it's just you know that's the sound you know but yeah but i mean cherubrook as well it's not just you know tone aside or whatever what a fun great song and every way great actually even lyrics are just so like catchy and simple it's not about like poetry and god and all this shit that he's obsessed with now yeah it was just a fun song with amazing riffs amazing chorus hook maybe that was a product of him being young as well and kind of i guess fairly innocent i guess so not obnoxious obviously yeah i mean certainly can't can't get can't do that again eh? yeah i mean i guess well how old were they in the mid-20s back then I Late guess 20s? they would have been mid twenties. Yeah. I guess. So. Yeah, they were. I guess like early twenties or when, mid, mid, like early to mid anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is again amazing. What an amazing achievement! Oh like, yeah. Like when I was like when I was a kid, and like you think about like they're in their twenties, they still just seem like old, old, older, That's true. older people, That's true. right? Yeah. I think about yeah. Kirk Cobain, like killing himself at 27 like to me he was still just like an old man in a way yeah because i was 16 that's right but now it's like oh my god you were 27 and you for start the suicide thing is is just unbelievably tragic thinking about it but the the achievement already yeah at 27 is ridiculous right and then like these guys too and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains like it was for all the talk of like grunge and all that stupid shit like it was an amazing achievement all these bands that came up together yeah I mean obviously the Pumpkins did not come up with them they were just kind of around at the same time being from Chicago I believe he was 26 when uh, Siamese Dream came out okay so he's a little bit older than them apparently he pronounces Siamese Dream now watching a concert video CME's dream is that right he said CME's dream yeah so I guess oh, we've been saying it no. wrong these years <laughs> really yeah it was the uh, the Metro one Metro the Metro is, is a venue in Chicago I think so where the they, one they, when they recorded for the um the deluxe edition so oh the sure. last show they did I think maybe, maybe. the last shows they ever did were at the Metro before yeah. when before they got back together I guess yeah um but uh alright anyway yeah so that's awesome. Cherubrog. I mean, one of the best album openers of all time, oh, obviously. Oh, yeah, easily. And it easily. really, I for me, it was like the first time, even though I loved Gish, probably the first, I guess maybe I Am One a little bit, but mm. the first time you start thinking about Jimmy Chamberlain is like, oh, this guy. 
can play some drums. <laughs> he, can play, he can play the skins, all right. Yeah. He ain't bad at those. This guy might not be too bad with the old skins. Yep. And, uh, you know. Anyway, one, one of the things I love about this album is that the next track, Quiet, is almost equally as good. Anything anything but quiet. But uh, I, I just love the way it just... It's such intro. a great one-two punch of just... Mm. Just anyway, let's let's pop it on a little bit. Yeah. fucking great song absolutely fantastic yeah uh, I think kind of underrated in a way because it was a little overshadowed by some of the singles maybe but mm. for me this was always I, I always loved this I, one of the mm. songs I really loved yeah that Actually, chorus is awesome I, I remember like sitting on the floor in my girlfriend's house learning to play this solo like for an entire Friday night once just didn't talk to anybody else yeah. Just had to learn to play the solo in the song, and they did. But it's such a great song. Like it's it, the melodies, the riffs, the dynamics, the way the song is structured, the way that little bit in the middle where it's like just builds, oh, builds up, up the yeah. solo. It just, yeah. It's just so perfect. <laughs> it's what made the band great. Every aspect of the song again, much like Cherry Brook, great riffs, great melodies, great vocals, great drumming, great solos. All the things that are missing from sheer. <laughs> it's like See, every single yeah. thing that makes this song great is missing from every song on sheer. Seer? Seer, whatever, whatever. WPC will be fuming now on Instagram. Like, it's pronounced Seer, not Sheer. Apparently, Seer means dreams. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years' time, he'll call it Sheer. He's the greatest tool of all time. Keer. I'm trying to think it's pronounced C Y R. That's why I thought it was at first, because it's all capitalized. Yeah, exactly. What an idiot. Like, he had that song XYZ, right? So, That's right. Oh, yeah. Melancholy. On so. Melancholy, yeah. yeah. Also a much better uh, song than anything on Seer. Yeah. <laughs> Shitter. <laughs> anyway. So what's next? Oh, uh, of course, next was the the today? big the big hit that probably made, broke them. Well, that was their second single, wasn't it? Because Cherub Rock's the first, I believe. Yeah. And I remember seeing the video for Cherub Rock, but today yeah. was the song that probably 
made them like fairly mainstream yeah. at the time and and yeah, definitely that, right. yeah that came out september 30th 93 chabrock was july 13th i mean if you've never heard today then yeah you don't uh, yeah, yeah you don't know the pumpkins you haven't you don't, you exactly. don't know the so. i mean i guess we'll, we'll pop a little bit on yeah not much to say about today to be honest but today I mean uh, the song we heard maybe too much from the album but when you hear it in context it's really good eh? I mean th- that that's the thing like, I was just saying off mic there it's like the one song in the album where I feel like I don't want to hear that time except for Sweet Sweet which I guess we'll ignore later but um, it's just one of those songs a bit like Jeremy from, the, from Pearl Jam where you feel like oh, I heard it too much I don't yeah. really want to listen to it for some reason but when you do hear it, it's like, oh, that song is actually fucking amazing. Right, that's right. And, jeez, if anything, this song might still actually be, might actually be better than Jeremy. No? But it's so joyous, isn't it, in a way? It is, like, yeah. It, it, it really Didn't is. Didn't you say that the song's about suicide? I don't think I ever knew that. Um, I'm or pretty about... sure that's what it's about. Um, Before mm-hmm. I give out, do, 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 do. And, uh, okay, is it? Yeah. I mean, the song is like it. I I like the I I always love the idea that the lyrics are very dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. So actually, the reason I thought that this is right, I remember reading this now. So he wrote the song on the day he was thinking about killing himself. Oh, <laughs> I see. I knew he was suicidal, yeah. but yeah. And uh, you know the 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 ri- the bridge. Where he sings pink ribbon scars that never forget are about him like cutting himself. Oh shit. I guess. So I always kind of did like the fact that the song was so cheerful for the average like person who doesn't think or listen to stuff. Yeah. I know so many people I knew just thought it was like a fun song because they never paid attention to the lyrics, but Yeah. Like the lyrics are actually really dark if you actually go through them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's amazing. I didn't really know that. Okay. That really changes the, the sound of the... I guess so, the, right? The, well, the song, an, not, I, not the song, but the lyrics, yeah. So I, I guess the idea of the, the idea of today being the greatest day is that he didn't kill himself. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, with this latest album, uh, could be about time. No, <laughs> no, high time, he... Uh, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I would never. I mean, we wouldn't have got melancholy then, to, but you know, you know, could have. No, no, I mean like the album Sia. Um, <laughs> it's about time he uh, packed it in. <laughs> I mean, maybe retire gracefully. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just stick to the solo albums. I mean, you know, yeah. It's is cotillions or whatever. 
as boring as most of it was, I still much preferred it to see her. Oh, yes. yes. Much. I'll never listen to it ever again. You'd never even finish yeah. it. <laughs> I would never, ever, I would never, ever try to complete listening to it again. But uh, well, That's still on my uh, Apple Music. I'm pretty album. sure I deleted it. I bet I didn't. You should delete probably that straight should, away. Though, obviously. That should be like your most, the most important thing you do today. Well, I mean, <laughs> the most important thing was deleting Seer, but... Well, the second yeah. most thing. Yeah. <laughs> probably but um, the next song on this album oh the next one is a major absolutely major thing. incredible oh yeah I already deleted it sweet there you go yep mission, okay. accom- mission accomplished <laughs> yeah Whew, of course the next song being mm. uh, Hummer Life's a Bummer the only thing about that song I don't like is if that line <laughs> if you're but, a Hummer but this is a tremendous song with an incredible outro, 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 outro that I, I used to enjoy playing back in the day with the other guitarists in my band quite a bit. We can't hear that, but we can't hear the main riff, so let's hear it. Yeah. What a song. Ah, Jesus, imagine that. Imagine just just riff after riff after riff, dynamic changes, great vocals. Just meaty guitars. Punching your face with their greatness. And then a beautiful, clean outro of just gorgeous guitar parts interacting with each other. It's almost as if he was one of the greatest songwriters and guitarists of all time. But he would never acknowledge He never acknowledged that. That's, that's bizarre. Oh, well, that's the trouble is he acknowledged it. Not enough other people acknowledged it. Oh, in it. his words. So yeah, that's sure. why now we have the $25 Casio keyboard intros to his songs instead of that. Oh, Jesus. But the best, that's just because he thinks that's what kids listen yeah, to. Yeah, and, and of course, if you like, if you prefer that, then you're a zombie. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Clearly, the new stuff, like Tiger Tiger, is much better than Hummer. <laughs> I feel like when I read it, it was so bad. It's like, beep, 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 No, no, that's rubbish. That's pure garbage. Just so you know. I gotta say, Billy, if I, I, somebody on the Reddit, on the Smashing Pumpkins Reddit I was checking earlier today, the subreddit, yeah. said that Billy, they believe Billy reads everything. 
He reads every DM people send him. He reads every message people send him. He reads the subreddit they believe, because the the way he talks is too. Ah, okay, in, in it's the too on the nose for the things people complain about. Wow. And so, Billy, if you happen to listen to this, I would rather listen to a herd of crippled elephants farting into a tin can than listen to Seer. <laughs> and I say that as somebody who considers you my greatest ever guitar influence. There you go. Yeah. It's been said on Midnight yeah. Waves. Like, uh, just a 90 minutes of crippled elephants gasping for life. <laughs> that I would rather listen to than Seer ever again. Just for the record. There you go. So, guess I'm a zombie. Yeah, well, at least you're right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I'd rather be right yeah. than wrong. <laughs> exactly. Well, they, that's it, isn't it, really? Isn't that the, the, the point of life? Exactly, yeah. Being right? I, I'd rather just be right and honest than like a sycophant tongue in your ball bag. <laughs> in hopes that you might retweet me or some shit. Yeah. Oh, Billy, it's the best album ever. Look, I got my vinyl. <laughs> oh, the best what? thing about the album is the vinyl looked beautiful. Did you see any vinyls? There was like about two or three vinyl editions they were selling. Beautiful red marble, Sh- white Shame marble. about the musical content. Like that, the only reason to have it would Maybe be to you could look just, at yeah, the vinyl. You, you buy that and yeah. just scratch out the music. Scratch <laughs> the fucking vinyl to you, like, you get it, you toss the album sleeve away and That's you just right. put the vinyl on the wall. Or something. It go. looks beautiful. Oh, so the vinyl itself looks pretty, not the packaging, not the, the, the case, you mean? Oh, no, just the actual vinyl. Oh, the vinyl, okay. The, the record itself looks nice. It's just so a toss, shame about the, the, the case, festering it. dog shit that is contained within its moves <laughs> two poos <laughs> two poos one poo that's right yeah you don't been... forget to put that on the instagram i will I I, i'm gonna have to do, do that on the twitter t- do this that. week yeah first time put our ratings in advance <laughs> anyway hummer is fucking amazing it is and if it honestly if sia was hummer like 15 times in a row it would still be a vastly superior album. Oh, the same track. Like, it was just over. Hummer over and over and over again. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't know how many times you'd have to put it on to make up 72 minutes, but even so if it's Hummer, 20 tracks. Hummer's actually just short of seven minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty it's long about one. about ten times then. So if we could put Hummer on ten and a half times, yeah, <laughs> just half of Hummer in the end, it would still be a vastly better, more successful, album. and more listenable An album, album That's than Seer. Yeah, one track. Certainly, I would rather listen to Hummer on repeat ten times than ever listen oh, to Sea again. Oh, God, easily. Yeah, anyway, what's next? Rocket. Rocket, which is also... which is. To, I'll yeah, be honest. Yeah. It was a song okay. at first. Yeah. I didn't love yep. that much. Yep. Same here. And then when they chose it as a single and made a video, I was thinking, really? Oh, it was a single? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I, was re- I remember being kind of surprised and okay. then... Oh, it was I, the final single, okay. Yeah. And then actually, I used to go to this club all the time, underage, where they played like alternative music. I and went shit. to a club, like that. yeah, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. I used to go every Thursday night, and like yeah. the drummer in my band and I, like, they played that song once, and we were just there, we were like, singing it together, and we harmonized it perfectly somehow to the point where it just rang out this weird harmony. And we just looked at each other like, this song is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, we just, it finally hit us. Like, this song is incredible. And then from then on, I just love this song. Let's let's give it a poke. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, that of course is Rocket, which is also fucking amazing. It is, eh? Just great riffs, great melodies, just great arrangement, everything once again. Yep. Oh, this part is incredible. Yeah, I love this bit. Just. And this, you know, this is one of the lesser songs in the album for me initially, but it just sort of clicked. It clicked later, so this song is great. Now I totally understand why they would go with this for a single, I guess. But yeah. I still think it's kind of weird Quiet wasn't a single, but... I guess it's maybe too heavy I guess something? that's what it was. It's very Black dark, Pink it's heavy. I mean, Silver Fuck yeah. is like a... Basically, oh. like prog rock, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah, but right. Yeah. What a tune. All right. God. So... What's next? I think it's Disarm. So we Disarm, went from Rocket it? to... Yeah, Disarm was a single, and actually... Disarm is interesting because I, I don't know if you remember there was a TV show back in the day called The Word. I watched it on the. Yeah. Did they performed live on it. They performed Disarm live yeah. in the studio. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember telling a bunch of people who had no idea who the Smash Pumpkins were yet. This band, Smash Pumpkins, fucking amazing. You got to watch them on The Word tonight. Yeah. When we we're at school, and then on Monday. Because they did this like crazy distorted version of Disarm, and mm. he's singing like as badly as possible, almost intentionally. Oh really? Disarm, yeah, with like this. Oh, okay, I don't remember that. Yeah. But, okay. And uh, on Monday morning, I remember about eight people telling me they were fucking shit. <laughs> like everyone hated it. Mm-hmm. But uh, within about six months, all those people fucking love Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. But it was not the best advertisement, Bill. But still. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Thanks for making me look stupid. But the weird thing, that was the night, that was the performance I realized that kids who did not listen to that kind of music were suddenly in the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. So other kids I knew at my school who never listened to rock music suddenly were like, yeah, I'm totally in the Smashing Pumpkins now. Or like their older older brothers, older sisters were into it. So then they were kind of like latching onto it as well. It was, uh, that was a turning point. But let's listen to the traditional version of this. Alrighty.
So, that of course is disarm. Um, which I guess, I, I think probably when I first got the album, this might have actually been my favorite song for a while. It was, I was obviously a very mopey and depressed person obviously. as a teenager, so. <laughs> um, this this song really fucking spoke to me. To be honest, th I'll, I'll be honest. I remember the first time I got this album. I got it for Christmas. Yeah. And um, you have it on tape? No, I had it on CD. But um, <laughs> did I have it on tape? I don't remember. And I remember on Christmas afternoon going to my room to listen to it, and for some bizarre reason, I didn't like it the first listen, <laughs> and I was really worried. I can't remember what made me want to buy this. I guess I already had Gish. But for some reason, this album did not work for me the first time. And then Disarm was kind of like the turning point for me. Yeah. Where it was like, well, I love that. And then I kept listening to it. And then it was suddenly like, oh my God, like this album is unbelievable. This song is kind of weird because live obviously they couldn't play it like that with all the violins and big well, fucking they had the, drums. The cello is live, didn't they? I, I never saw. Them I saw play live on the, really? the Metro thing. Yeah. Okay, maybe that. So maybe yeah. later, but in that era, they would do it two ways. So they would either do it like we saw in the word, big distorted, angry scream inversion. Yeah. Or they did like a the festival circuit like that. Next couple of years, I remember seeing them play it like really quietly with electric guitar and james would play like a little lead guitar line during the chorus and stuff and it okay. was a pretty nice version the i think the most interesting thing about the song is that courtney love claimed that she wrote the killer in me is the killer in you line oh really the, her and billy corgan used to date before she I, married I that, kurt yeah. cobain yeah and uh they had a very tumultuous relationship i guess and she claimed that she wrote that line and that he took it oh and i don't think he ever denied it so there's a good chance that it's true hmm. but um it is a great line yeah oh yeah and uh i think listening to the album now that's to be honest you know we're saying today is the song that might be the song i kind of care about least now hmm even though, like I said, it was my first favorite song. I th I still think it's absolutely beautiful and wonderful song. I would never skip it, but it doesn't really fit the rest of the album, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, but being between Rocket and Soma, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like, maybe it's like a nice transition. It is but, definitely a nice transition. So. But, I mean, it doesn't really fit the sound of the album. I, I think either. it's a great song, but when you actually think about it now, like, every song it, it doesn't have the characteristics of like any of the other songs basically like it's a yeah. very even the acoustic guitar is it's not a particularly good tone or anything there's not there's no richness to the guitar tone it sure. is all vocals and like the orchestra and the the drums and stuff so yeah. i i think it's a great song but i i think it's one of those weird songs where i think a song where you can't recreate the you just cannot play it live as good as you could play it in the like as the album version unless you have tons of money and you can bring in kind, yeah. all kinds of extra like uh, what's the what's the word? musicians yeah maybe they did that later but it, it was sort of like a very bare bones song without that and 
it's unusual for an album that is kind of primarily based around being so amazingly like like uh, like well almost overproduced in a way without sounding too polished yeah but really nice song great melodies probably some of his most probably some of his best lyrics i think because they don't sound like fairy tales or like yeah i guess like so. some like ye old court like like poetry or something yeah. it's a very direct and very like sincere sentiment about how he felt growing up with his family i think so mm. anyway but it yeah. does lead in very nicely it does to what i believe is the best song on the album i agree i concur it is it is the greatest song and i would say maybe the greatest fashion pumpkin song oh easily i think mm. definitely the best song and i would put easily in my top five songs of all time wow yeah but that's obviously a big part for you being a guitar player and love it is but i i just this song to me is perfect mm. in every sense yeah every aspect of this song is perfect and like, I lo- uh, the lyrics are, are fine. Just not often you can say that for Billy. And the melodies are great. The guitar parts are absolutely fucking unbelievable. The arrangements, the solo, yeah. the, the, the tone, the guitar tones from the, the clean parts. Like my favorite guitar tone ever, the clean parts in the song. The When the song opens up and just explodes. Yeah. It's just it's incredible. the most uplifting, incredible moving bit of guitar playing this is up there with like Hendrix's like all along the watchtower for me actually it's probably like a number two for me it's yeah. like it's, like it's Hendrix will always be like yeah, for that, that style yeah. of music yeah like, like it, it's it's, it's in that there, wheelhouse yeah. for me yeah 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 always has been always yeah. will be well let's, let's give what are we poke. talking about Soma. Soma originally called Coma apparently interesting you know what Soma is I do reference to uh, isn't it dr- the, the drugs? Well, Somers actually has two two potential references. So. One's the Brave New World, right? Yes, the and the other one is the extremely potent painkiller that killed a lot of oh. professional wrestlers. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> in the late nineties? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and Billy being a big professional wrestling oh. guy, I don't know. Maybe he had a. Oh, I see. Might maybe he right. knew something. Anyway. A reference to love, right? Soma. Yeah. Yeah.
That was Soma. Oh, because okay, so everyone didn't hear what yeah, we of just course. heard. We, we just listened the whole yeah, song because um, we had to. Yeah, had WPC to do it. might get us. <laughs> yeah, we do not want the WPC yeah. police coming in. Yeah. Women's police constable. Women's police constable. <laughs> but that, oh, the way that that wall of sound comes on, man, it just blows you away. I, I think one of the most interesting things about the song for me is after the there's sort of like when when they get distorted uh, part comes in okay there's like two, quiet there's part, two right? riffs right yeah so <clears throat> there's like the main chorus part is like build around three three chords and then mm. when the, that like it explodes it's like four chords but after the chorus it does the same four chords part again but then it goes into another four chords different four chords and then it goes back to like the main three chord chorus riff. Oh, yeah. It's such an amazingly well arranged and crafted song. Mm. Like there's so much variety, and the way that the lead guitar keeps going after the solo into the rest of the song. That's and live, right. they used to switch off. Wait, James oh. would play that part. So like when my band did this song, like the other Jason, the other guitarist had to learn that part, and it, it was it just works so great. It just Billy played it obviously in one take, I guess, but for the recording, at least he played all those parts. But yeah. it just, I love the way the second guitar comes in there, just like oh, yeah. as the as the vocals come back in. It's again <laughs> it's everything incredible. that Seer isn't. <laughs> well, it, yeah, obviously, but I mean, I was just thinking, like, if this, if this was going to be like one of the last pieces of music I ever hear in my life this might have to be one of them yeah I mean up there. that's At what I'm it, saying it, it, it is definitely that one of my like, five favorite songs that, of all this time. could be going to wherever we go after we die if there is such a place this could be the song to take you there it's yeah. so amazing uplifting and beautiful like, and I, I remember incredible. like once years ago I'm sure she doesn't remember now but mm. I was when I was a teenager I, I was in the car with my mom mm. and we were listening to Radioheads of the Benz yeah and the song Black Star was on. I like that one. I love that yeah. song. I love the lyrics of that song most. My mom said to me, "When I want you to play that song at my funeral." All right. And <laughs> like she just loved it that much. Yeah. And I'm sure she doesn't remember it now because it was forever ago, right? But mm. I feel like kind of almost feel like that about Soma. Like, mm. like I, I want, it'd be a bit weird to play that song at a funeral, but that's how much that song means. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to tell people it, that. it's just yeah. it's perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect. Like mm. you couldn't make that song better. Oh, in no way. And that's why I would always maintain it is the best song of that era, and definitely one of my five favorite songs. Yeah, of all time. And uh, I, I, it's not like I, I don't mean like it's number five. It's just it's on that level for me of. If I was making a list, there's no way I could think of any list that didn't include Soma, at least as a contender right. for like top five, top ten greatest songs of all time. 
So awesome. Yeah, it's really amazing. It really is great. So that was quite a quite a I mean it's so perfectly sequenced in place in the album too, right? We're like mm. almost perfectly halfway. It is the centerpiece of the album. It's interesting also this is apparently one of the only songs that James Iher contributed to James Yoshinobu yeah, Iher contributed Yoshinobu. to This a Mayonnaise, so track nine. Well, I know James did come up with the tuning and the main, the intro riff of Mayonnaise. So. Yeah, good on him. I hope yeah. he got some money for that. <laughs> I'm sure he got quite a lot. Yeah, considering how much this album sold. So, but I mean, of course, the next song before Mayonnaise, of mm. course, is, and it's a great palate cleanser as well. Geek USA. Oh yeah, the most aggressive song on the album. Yeah. And uh, it's just fucking so fun, yep. so fun to play, so fun to listen to. Let's give that Let's a do poke. That's Geek USA, and I don't know, I don't know about you, but this is a seven out of five album at the moment for me. Um, yeah, basically, eh? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing like, even even an eight because it's the eighth track. But, yeah, uh, I mean, we are, we are eight for eight, like, like gold, pure, pure gold, pure yeah. perfection. And the, the the way that the track listing, the way it's a, the, the, the arrangement of the tracks right? is awesome. I think arrangement. Oh, we just cut off the great part there with the yeah. fucking great little real pumpkin bends there. The yeah. Bam, boom, boom. It's almost like um, that song of Gish. I forgot which one. Um, uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, one of the key things of releasing an album or anything is actually how you arrange it and which songs you put in order. Like mm. it, it can really make or break an album. If all your best songs are the beginning of the album, then I mean, if you, you have, if you have like a twelve-song album and like the best five songs are the first five songs, well, that album's gonna suck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's how I used to think about Foo Fighters all the time, and I still, even though I'm recently we, we were saying off mic, like we we're kind of really getting into Foo Fighters suddenly, yeah, out of nowhere, maybe just a desperate need for rock music. 
a little bit more appreciation, but I still think their albums tend to be hev- front heavy with the best songs. Okay. And I think you could say that about 10 in a way, except that at least Jeremy came later and... And, uh, what's it called? Uh, no, Black Black wasn't later. No, was Black it? No, was like track five. Five, yeah. So, mm. I, I, but definitely the back end of 10 is not as good as the rest of it, right? And sure. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it sounded like, I don't know, Super Unknown, like, saved some of the best songs for the end, the back end, like mm. uh, Limo Wreck and... Uh, fresh tendrils like suicide yeah those are all as good as anything on the album in fact that album might be better in the middle the from the middle middle point onwards yeah i think this album might be the uh, is certainly amongst the best sequenced albums of all time as Mm. far as and i i know like billy said when they were recording melancholy him and flood drove around the car listened to like every version of every song over and over and over again mm. to see how it sounded in a car to choose the best oh, okay. version of a song but also to start thinking about which position to put the song in the album that is really important it is yeah and for sure. it, it's you you can you can make or break an album i think by how it's sequenced yeah so this coming right after Soma, where Soma is definitely like an album centerpiece and it's so emotive and powerful and just having like the heaviest song, still full of great riffs, full of great melodies. But also I think the little, the breakdown part, that little part there where like they go in the quiet section, yeah. and the, it kind of, it, it, it yeah. sets up the stage for Silver Fuck really well as well. Oh, but that's, later isn't it? it is but it kind of presents the oh, idea okay. that these songs can just completely transform yeah and it just prepares you for that in a way right that's interesting anyway i i, I love this songs very much and, oh i love uh, keep yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's a great I think it's one song. of those songs i never really appreciated until like i've it listened to it a hundred times you know this was a song i didn't appreciate until i was learning to play the entire album and it was like this was the most difficult song to play okay the guitar ring i mean not so much now but at that time it was because it was so fast the riffs are so bad the solo was ridiculous oh that's the fastest solo he ever played yeah and and van hayden speed like it really like I, I said to you it kind of reminds me a little bit of Kim Tyle's solo in Black Hole Sun except I think the solo in Geek USA is way better than that right never yeah. been a big fan of Kim Tyle as, you a, said that before, as yeah. a lead guitarist I think you I mean, love Soundgar I never thought he really his played. choice of notes maybe I just, just don't think just he, sloppy or? he doesn't have it's, I, I would never call Kim Tyle sloppy because he's obviously like thrice the guitarist I am but I don't think he has any memorable solos where you you could sing them. Mm, I I don't know, yeah. Like like where you, you know, like I can think like we we, we keep referencing all along all along the Watchtower. I could sing every solo in that song. Right, like you the, know what the, I mean. The sound of it, yeah. Like sure. like it's a, a melody that exists yeah. in, it, in okay, its own right, and I don't think Kim has anything like that. The closest thing I can think of is the chorus riff in Fourth of July, where yeah. it goes like, bam, 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 bam. like that's the closest thing I, I can think of. It almost sounds like Hammer. Though. Well, it is like that because it is based <laughs> yeah. on Ben's. But yeah. like, whereas I think Billy had 
I mean, for all his bitching, complain that he didn't get enough recognition. Like, the guy was, in my opinion, the best guitarist of the era. Yeah. Of the 90s. Oh, I agree. Like, <clears throat> and that's, you know. I mean, Jim. Um, I think Jerry. Ca- I, to Jerry be honest, Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell was the technically <laughs> best guitarist of the era. Yeah. But he didn't. He was to, in his favor, I guess. Jerry Cantrell was too subdued. Because his solo is very short, usually. Yeah, that's true. On Face Left, there was like Love Hate Love has a big solo and everything. But like, if you think about the solo to Wood, yeah, I was thinking it's a that. great solo, but it's very super short. short. That's right. Most of his stuff was just or like uh, junk, junkhead. But that's fine, I think, as well. No, it's perfect. But it awesome. when we're going like with the big guitar, like Mike McCready, Kim Tile, um, yeah, Billy, the yeah. guys who played big solos. I think Billy was light years ahead of them oh, as far as creating solos that actually elevated his songs. And that was one of the things that I always loved about the Pumpkins. That, just that, his, that's, his, his solos. Yeah, so. that, that's. I mean, I, I think his closest comparison is Jay Maskus, and it's not that they had similar styles; they were completely different guitarists. Yes, but for me personally, Billy and Jay Maskus were the two guitarists that probably shaped how I think about playing guitar solos the most oh, yeah, yeah. because they were the two who cared most about what the guitar solos do to their songs it's just a shame that uh, WPC if now he doesn't just, even play just guitar trash, right? just completely trash never mind not playing guitar, guitar solos anymore he doesn't play guitar anymore <laughs> can you imagine that one of the questions the whole career on is based on playing guitar you well, just chuck yeah. it out the window one of the questions on the Instagram was like did you use your new signature amp on the album yeah and his que- his answer is like on some songs I used it, yeah. Like even he couldn't be like, Yeah, I used it all the time. <laughs> like yeah. Imagine a guitar company giving a guitarist a signature amplifier and he doesn't even fucking use it. <laughs> That's what's happened yeah. with Billy Corgan. Sorry, Basically. WPC. <sighs> Billy Corgan will forever in my heart be a hero that I will love and worship eternally, but WPC is a twat. <laughs> <laughs> his new his new personality yeah his maybe it's identity. a good thing maybe it's a good thing for me yeah to to not need to care about WPC that much mm. anyway next song is Mayonnaise one of my instant favorite songs a song that my band did cover a lot I my the other guitarist awesome. my band Jay like he had to buy another guitar just to keep it in this tune <laughs> yeah but um it's a fucking great song let's listen to it
That is mayonnaise, of course, from the better songs. Oh yeah. One of my favorite songs, uh, written in, in Japan, while on tour in a Tokyo hotel room. Right, oh that's interesting. James wrote the intro that. there, the, the main progression, which is in a different tuning. Yeah. Billy did a little solo the, over the beginning. It's kind of interesting song that James is in that that tuning, and Billy is in standard tuning for like the whole song. But really? they just sort of, I think one one of the things that makes it sound so good is that they're they're essentially playing the same chords, but as they're just very different versions of the same chord, it it just gives it such a dynamic, such a rich mm. sonic like texture to the whole song and. So it's only one of the only songs is what yeah like I said before like James I have actually uh, contributed yeah. to like the the uh, intro, the intro chords. Yeah, I mean he definitely wrote the intro and like mm. I I guess I mean the whole song is based around the the intro chords, but yeah, and and the outro of course. Another song the with a great solo in as well. It it Very has nice a, yeah I, I bought a really. I bought, actually bought a phaser pedal. Just so my back cover this song. <laughs> it's it's a really easy solo to yeah. play, but it sounds so great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love this one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just kicked you. That's right. I'm in kick you. <laughs> kick me all you want. <laughs> just kick you around. Just kick me around. I have the, got pedal, the phaser so pedal. I have the exact same pedal somewhere, somewhere in this stack of fucking got guitar like shit. Somewhere like in here. Chest of drawers for different yeah. pedals. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, somewhere. I don't, it might be in a. It's. I think it's in a wooden box in another room actually. It was the exact <laughs> same, exact yeah. same pedal and. Uh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Great song. What are you gonna it do? Is. What else can you say? It's beautiful incredible. song. Absolutely beautiful song. And there's, there's. If you ever saw the view for your view. View for. Excuse me. View drink a little bit. If you ever saw the viewphoria. Yeah home video release that the Smashing Pumpkins put out and there is a beautiful acoustic version of that song that they recorded in London in like the middle of a park <laughs> oh really yeah well I need to hear that and uh, if I, I don't know if that view for, view for you was I think it was released on DVD I never I only ever had it on VHS that's how old it was but wow. if you I'm sure you can find it on YouTube but there's a beautiful version of Mayonnaise done with uh, acoustic guitars and uh, lovely it is. Wow, very check nice. it out. Anyway, next song, Space Boy, which is a song I really like. It's about Billy's um, developmentally challenged brother. Oh, yeah, I've read that. Yeah, yeah. I've read that. Yeah, interesting. I think it's a it's a really nice song. Yeah, a lot of Mellotron, some acoustic guitars. I guess we'll probably skip over that one, maybe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's a great song. I mean, there's not much to say about it except space that it's a really boy, good song. Space boy, don't kill space, me. No, space like boy, you'll don't kill me. Oh, you'll kill me. Don't yeah. kill me. Space boy, you kill me. Space boy, you kill me before I'm dead and gone. And it's got some yeah, strings. Yeah, it it has a lot of mellotron. So oh, the mellotron. strings are ah, mellotron. Strings in Luna, isn't it? Well, that's also mellotron. No, but it's got like I think got cello in Luna, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I read that. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. So the Mellotron created like a sound of like flutes and like violins and shit. So that's that's basically the sound of a Mellotron. But I mean, hmm? Space Boy is definitely heavily the Mellotron, I think. But I'm sure that. Wait, 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 wait. Why did I read that? I read that. 
like a few minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? Pretty sure. Well, I trust you. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I, I know it's not that, but I'd, I'd like to know. Oh, okay, whatever. Fuck it. Can't find it. Okay. Anyway, but let's yeah, jump ahead yeah. from space, but I think we should give a little bit of mm. time to Silver Fog because okay. it was a big song live. Yeah. All right. And it, it, it is a pretty. It was a song that at first I did not like at all, but over time I really learned to love it. So. Yeah. Silver Fog. Nice. bit long there but fuck me that is so no wait a little bit long but we don't give a fuck a little bit long like but the, I do like not give title. a fuck exactly I wonder why I called it silver fuck oh yeah that's a I, I, I always thought it was really such a weird lyrics. name I remember that I, there, there's no reference to silver fuck or any Fucking such there's no there's silver. no there's no reference to like the, the song title yeah. 
that would make sense within the the lyrics but i fucking love this part it just the way it builds that sounds up. a bit like um uh, drown or something like the weird sounds in that song i mean things drown is from these sessions so oh really yeah i mean that's Makes sense. Drown was recorded for this album, just didn't make the album. These oh, days, I didn't know that. these okay. days it would just be like a seventy-five song album, I guess. <laughs> Except yeah. back then it would have been worth it. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a quadruple album that lasted four hours, it probably would have been great. Still. Yeah. That's amazing tune, isn't it? It's just, it's just fucking it, it's, mental. I mean, that's, so that's probably the closest they came to true prog rock, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like prog metal. Sure. And I mean that's the heaviest fuck riff. You, you there's there's not a lot of metal heavier than that riff riff wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it it's is monstrous. but so melodic, so beautiful and yeah, it's it's fucking great. Yeah. And it is probably like the last it's the yeah. It, it's like the heavy it, yeah. it's where the, the album sort of like concluded in a way like the next track sweet sweet is clearly the worst song in the album mm. but it's still fine it's fine and the thing is like obviously right like drown is better but we're talking about the sequencing thing mm. you couldn't just put drown there because drown right. is like eight minutes long too that's right and silver fat was almost nine minutes long right so it just it would be overkill perhaps i do think that just putting luna on after silver would be better I really? agree. It could and have been a twelve-song album. album. Like yeah. "Sweet Sweet" has very little purpose being there. Yeah, maybe it was just like a sorbet. Yeah, to clear the palate. I guess <laughs> it has to. But be. But Luna's but, like that. Really but Luna. Too. But I think Luna's a beautiful song. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a romantic and beautiful song. I'm in love with. Well, should we pop Luna on just to finish the album off? Fucking yeah. hell! Let's just stick Luna on. Forget about "Sweet Sweet." This is Luna. <laughs> Beautiful. Might be the most like romantic feeling song ending of any album, I think. Like, yeah, maybe. After all the torture and the pain that came before it, 
And it's obviously kind of a, a little bit sad, but... It feels like if it was a movie, you'd be right driving off into the sunset while this played. I, I reckon it, that that was what he was thinking. It was something it has like to a, be, a beautiful right? ending. And I think it was probably came down to this or Drown. And I think... I actually preferred Drown as a song. Yeah. But I think this is a better ending for this I, album. I think it is, yeah. It definitely is. So... Mm. Drown, by the way, is the song I named my band after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know. That's literally what I... That song was the reason. Because I, of that song. Yeah. yeah. It was on the single soundtrack. It was. Right? The and, movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and this was awesome. legitimately my favorite band. Then. So... There we have it. My Siamese Dream. Another deep dive. Another Done. deep dive, but... Best deep dive ever. So, so far. far. It's got, I definitely, we did Appetite, we've done Nevermind, we've done did Doggy Style. By did Doggy Dog. Style, yeah, that's right. This yeah. to me, uh, did we do anything else? We did. Hmm? Did we do anything else? I don't think so. No. Okay, this is the fifth. Yeah. Fifth yeah. deep dive. Well. <laughs> anyway, whatever it is, I think this is the best one so far. I think it is. And uh, mm. legitimately one of the most like perfect greatest albums ever made greatest best sequenced like the, the emotion the different motions flowing and ebbing and all that the, hmm. the guitaring the, not the vocals maybe but still works with the music perfectly this is an album so good that it makes me want to do more deep dives just to ah, see how to many compare. albums are better than this okay yeah I mean mm. like you know what I mean like it's I can think of a couple that I would right now I would say in my mind are better than this but I think we've but, been we've been sticking with the era we're most familiar with we've well grown, I mean I, with, right? I, I do think we need to branch out a I bit say, and be a little yeah. bit more I think we might even have to do some deep dives that we at least one of us is not that familiar with or at least not okay. like that in love with yet maybe mm, interesting Perhaps. Or oh, just from a different era as well of music? Of course. Yeah. But. Because I know you're going to mention hip hop. <laughs> I mean, we did doggy style. No, I mean, like, some of the. Yeah, say the chronic. Well, you saw. So, so exactly. Like, the chronic or, like, Illmatic or something. Like, I would love. Oh, like, even. Yeah. Like, a tribe called Quest. Something like that would be fun. But it's like, when we first started talking about the deep dive thing privately, like, you, you mentioned, like, Jeff Buckley's Grace, right? Which oh. is an album that I love, but I don't. Oh, I, hold I that don't for, appreciate yeah. it. Like I yeah. don't. I love it. I've got it. I've got the legacy edition. All I think it's a great album, but I definitely it does not sit in my heart the way it does for you. Ah, uh, I see. So I think it would be good to try and do some deep dives where maybe I'm the album means more to one of us than yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Just to see how, because like obviously we're on the same page for this right obviously we're on the same page for 10 and appetite for destruction true it's like i don't think i mean i love i love grace so it's not like i'm going to say it's bad but it would be really interesting to look at it in that sense of not being like instant six out of five or whatever mm. type thing like i i could there's definitely albums that are very important to me that I, you well, are not yeah. like tremendously I, familiar with so I guess so. 
if it was going from a different era, I'd probably say something like the, the, the Division Bell as well, or like uh, a be- maybe a Beatles album. I'm not sure which one because there's so many. I mean, yeah, even that that thing. kind of thing would be interesting because um, we kind of did cover a lot of those albums in our list. Actually, but it? I think it's it's hard to go on song by song. Yeah, really... it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be something that we've just listened to thout so much, especially when we were kids. You know, we could do Led Zeppelin, really, couldn't we? Four or something. I mean, we definitely could. But I yeah. mean, I will. I will say right now, I think Led Zeppelin Four was not as good as this. <laughs> For uh, me personally, I guess. As much as I love Four, I think Siamese Dream is the much better album. I guess it is, yeah. I mean, I feel it's better. I don't think many people would say that, but Mm. I, personally, for me, maybe maybe partly because that's the most formative years of growing up, the most Mm. important years musically, but I just think, you know, there's so, like, 95% songs in this album, like, as soon as they start, it's just like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Yeah, and there's not many albums I can say that for. I'm just looking at your shelves. I can't think of anything. I mean, like, like, the, like so when when I was talking about Grace, like, so I was saying, like, for me, like, if I was gonna say like my two favorite albums of all time, without, yeah, just off the top of my head, without being like absolutely, I listen to everything this week, and now I'm gonna make a definitive judgment. It would be Gentleman by the Afghan Wigs, and Black Sheep Boy by Ockerville River. Yeah. Now, I know you own Gentleman. But oh, the I album is it. like way more like, yeah, like I, I billions didn't, I didn't, of times in my life. I didn't life. listen to it growing up. So. Exactly. Yeah, I can't. Appreciate. So it would be interesting to com- mm. contrast that. And like Black Sheep Boys, like something you didn't even hear about until like, until like the last couple of year years, right? Yeah. yeah. So for me, I mean, obviously it came in like 2005, I guess, the album. But it that's how important it is to me. But yeah. maybe it's good to choose something sometimes where we are not both instantly on the same page Very true. to see do you feel the same way like do you see what I'm saying or do I see what you are saying how do we feel the same way about these songs I think it's kind of interesting Deep Definitely. Dive does not always have to be a 605 right it just needs to be a a, 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 a deep look mm-hmm. at some significant album for us whether yes. it's a massive album for everyone or something that's important for our lives. So I, sure. I think we can do so much with this. I think we can, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what are we going to go with? Are we going... Scores? Just a three and a half out of five for you on Siamese Dream? Um, well, I mean, six out of five is the highest, isn't it? <laughs> We're doing course. sevens or eights? So. Tens out of five? I think so. I think we got to live we it. Have to, like, defy defy I, the I, laws I, of I mathematics for if, this. If, if, we're, <laughs> if we're saying five is a perfect album, then I think we got to limit it six out of five. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is easy. It's an easy question, right? Like I easily one of the best albums of all time, and one of my favorite best albums of childhood. Yeah, absolutely, so good. I've, I I I will never ever stop listening to this. And, and I listen to it even when we weren't doing this kind of thing. I still put this on every now and then. Yeah, I mean, it's I, something I come a, back to. At least like one week a year, I listen to this album. And you won't just listen to it once. You'll pop it on a few. I mean, times, I, put, I usually put it in the car, I'll listen to it every single day for like at least a week or two, and then yeah. I'll, until I get bored of it, or whatever. And you but, put on, and you put on a Sia, like Lil Uzi Vert, and yeah, click them clits. Just put a new new WPC 
or that, that'll never happen. That's what I'm saying. See, he pops here on. Probably happened. I imagine, probably doesn't see. Imagine putting though. that back on now to compare to what we just heard. What? I mean. I mean, one of you could be. Oh, see, I thought you meant the singer Sia. No, 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 Sia. The new album Sia. Sorry, I was thinking about that. Oh, no, no, no. That blonde chick. And if you put that on now, you're just going to, like, turn it straight off. I mean, that's that's the insanity to me. It's impossible to listen to Sia. Yeah. And think it's as good as. Oh, I mean, it it shouldn't actually be possible. Like, you, you, you can say you like it. You can even say you love it. You cannot realistically say it's as good as. Oh yeah, certainly not better, right? It, it's I, I, I saw all these yeah, I've Instagram posts. Yeah. How do they just keep getting better? Like, what are you talking about? One person says like the best, best Smashing Pumpkins album. Yeah. Literally, I, I saw people posting that. Too. It's like, by what metric are we grading this? Longest. <laughs> yeah it's the great it's, it's like the longest the most album ever boring oh. album they ever made so it's yeah. the best in that sense if you want to judge on how boring it is yeah. it's the best definitely <laughs> i mean do you know what i think is interesting listen to simon's dream which is an album that came out in 1993 yes oh yeah 92 uh, 93 93 let's double check it's very, very let's make very sure it yeah. sounds second. like an idiot it came out July 27th, 1993. There you go. Yeah. So I'm coming 1993. Mm-hmm. And when I hear every song, yeah, it sounds like light years in the future still. Like there's nothing ever sounded like this ever again, I think. Yeah. To, to me, this is like, this should be like the future of guitar playing because even the bands or the artists I love now who play guitar... Or have prominent guitarists like Grizzly Bear. Yeah. Or... War on Drugs. War on Drugs. War on drugs yeah. The guitars still sound like they're from like the 60s and 70s. Sure. This is like such a different approach to recording guitar. I mean, the, the, their guitars sound great. I'm not I'm not criticizing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sound. But the, it the, doesn't the, sound yeah. new. Yeah. It just... The songs, the arrangements, or the ideas of the songs sound new, but the 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 tones or the way the way to create the songs doesn't sound new. When you hear this, and it's it's just such an incredible achievement as a production. Yeah. Oh yeah. How did sure. nobody else do this? Nobody because nobody was as fanatical and obsessed. That's with what the it sound, is. Creating tone as yeah. as Billy Corgan was. I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, like how many hours they put into the studio. I mean, Billy never, I mean, budget. even Melancholy, as much as some of the guitars on Melancholy sound great, they never sound like this again. Yeah, that's right. As obsessive as he was with Flood, I, I think Butch Vig was like the unsung hero yeah. of great 90s music. Yeah. It's kind of sad that he never, I don't know, I mean, I know he's still working, but I don't think he's produced anything great. Oh, yeah? For for decades, and maybe it's, yeah, See. maybe he didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> maybe he's, he's just maybe he's retired. He's sixty five now. Oh, is he doing the Foo Fighters stuff? Is he? Let's have a look. I mean, oh wait, no. What's Butch doing? Let's I'm have just a trying look. to find out. Yeah, his production career. Ba ba ba. Nineties, two thousand. Oh, it's hard to find. Oh, no, it's hard to find that exactly. Well, production career, I guess you have to search for it. Yeah. Production career. All goes right up to 
2000. Oh, he did uh, Foo Fighters Sonic Highways in 2014. Okay. He did Wasting Light. Oh, he did. Okay, he did so stuff that's... like Muse, Goo Goo Dolls, Green Day. Uh, a bit, a bit like 10 years ago. So Garbage, yeah. he did a bunch of Garbage. Of course. That's oh, his okay, band. Yeah. Oh, really? Sonic Youth. He's in... the drummer in Garbage. <laughs> that would explain it. Yeah. But he hasn't done that much since... He's done that much, like the last ten years or so. Yeah, I mean, you, you would think he would do a little, little bit more by mm. by then, right? Well, he's remixed lot, remixed lots of songs for. Big he artists. did Sonic Youth's "Dirty." Yeah. After that, he did, um, and also Sonic Youth's "Experimental Jet Set Trash" and "No Star." He did Soul Asylums. That you did House like of Pain's Shine. "Shamrocks" and shenan- "Shenanigans." <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Great, but yeah, he hasn't he hasn't like really worked that much. He's done yeah, he said some remixes there, but I mean maybe he just retired, like you said, he's older, sixty five years old, probably made plenty of money. But for me, he was the quintessential nineties producer, Hmm. and he was like the guy I. I always wanted to work with when I had a band and yeah it's I guess people went in a more simplistic direction now right there's not like 40 tracks of guitar on a Grizzly Bear album there's one yeah there's one track of guitar on each song so maybe that's the point yeah maybe but anyway an art- artistic achievement for everyone concerned yes all three people definitely Oh yeah, Billy <laughs> Butch and James. No, oh Jimmy Chamberlain. Jimmy, course, yeah. Yeah. James wrote a couple Did, of songs, actually, but he didn't get to play them. He didn't play a single note on the I album. I don't believe so. That is insane. Darcy certainly didn't. That really is insane. Though. It was just. I mean, that's. I, I guess the idea was just like, well, I know him better than you, so we can just get done faster. But despite taking hundreds of hours, well, I guess he figured it would take hundreds more. But okay. It it really is a, a crazy thing that that band held together as long as it did. Mm. And uh, kind of crazy that James is back in the band now. Yeah. I guess he yeah. just had nothing better to do. Mm, I guess Maybe so. after that last A Perfect Circle album, it was like, better get back in there with Billy then. <laughs> I just thought he paid with Perfect Circle, didn't he? Yeah. A couple of albums, was it? He did the tour for um, 13 Steps, which is oh, an amazing okay. album. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I guess he played on that Utter Garbage that was their most recent one. We reviewed we, that. Well, we certainly no, we, we talked about it we talked about personally. That was like just slightly pre-podcast, I think. Okay. But God damn, that was shit. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I won't bother. No, you don't need to listen to that again. I'm going to waste uh, my life. No. <laughs> How much time have you got to listen to shit music, eh? So, yeah. Anyway, right, but that's yeah. it, folks. That is, uh, let's have a quick rundown of some notable uh, releases for the coming week. Notable? Oh, okay. Yeah. Did we talk about that? In, not on the podcast. Oh, we didn't. Okay. So, notable album releases this week. We have got there's a couple of interesting ones here. A couple of holiday Christmas albums here. One oh, Jimi Col- Hendrix, right? That's uh, not that what it? I was talking about. That, oh, there's a okay. Jimi Hendrix live album from. I think Hawaii. Yeah, that yeah, came out last week. That is apparently very good. Yeah, I've already uh, would like I haven't, but I would uh, like to listen to that. Mm. Now, actually, uh, Calexico, um, band that I have liked quite a bit in the past, 
and Mark Lanigan, uh, artist who I've liked very much in Didn't the past. We did review a Mark Lanigan album. Is another one out? Well, they are both separately releasing different Christmas albums. Oh, I see. Next week, uh, Calexico's is called Seasonal Shift, which is apparently yeah. a Christmas slash holiday season album. And uh, Mark Lanigan is releasing an album under the moniker Dark Mark as uh, album Dark Mark Does Christmas. What? Hmm. Do we need another apparently Christmas album? Well, apparently there's a few uh, original songs on there, one of which was described as achingly beautiful by uh consequence of sound so all right well all right, uh, i'm gonna, be, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna at least bit, uh, check that out because i do love christmas pet, music and i do like skip, Mark skeptical but uh, I, I will check that out um what else have we got uh the decembrists have a live album i like the decembrists quite a bit they have an album live home library volume one Royal Oak Music Theatre from 2009. Probably a better time for the Decembers. Hmm. Uh, for new albums, there is a Krungbin have a new covers oh, album off. called fuck Late off. Night Tales. Fuck off. One of which is fuck a cover yeah, of... You actually pronounced that correctly, I think. Yeah. Completely forgotten. I remember. <laughs> One of which is a cover of a theme song from a 70s Japanese TV show. And that's got to be good. But I guess the two bigger reviews this week, potentially for us, are uh, Gone is Gone, featuring members of Mastodon at the drive-in Queens of the Stone Age, of their album, If Everything Happens for a Reason, dot, 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 then nothing really matters at all. Yeah. And even bigger than that, Siguros, of their new album, Odin's Raven Magic. Icelandic, what do you call them, psychedelic bloody... How do you describe this? I don't know. What I, I haven't got a clue how I to think about that one. But Very interesting. And they're that a band band that I absolutely oh, love. I love them too. So. You introduced me to them. Actually. So nice. I am kind of looking forward to that with hopeful optimism. Yep. I'll, I think so. Maybe Siguros Gone is Gone. And, uh, personally, I'm going to at least check out the Mark Lanigan Christmas album. Yeah, but, but no. we're going to have to be getting into our top 10 10 countdown well, of the year and that's we coming are, up we're gonna have to start like working on that as well in our free time mm, it's gonna be hard work it is a bit all for you guys yeah for all you guys who don't care <laughs> but actually yeah speaking of you guys why don't you let us know your favorite albums of the yes of 2020 we'd love to hear from it you. would help us make our lists and if you yeah. get any interesting letters we'll read them out we might need to finally do that reader's feedback kind of yeah, segment again pretty sure a long I had a time. couple of interesting ones for yeah. the first time in a while so uh, we've been kind of holding off for some <laughs> quality feedback yep. so if you'd like to get in on that hit us up at midnightwavespodcast at gmail.com yeah or you could leave some comments on midnightwaves.podbean.com we can siphon them from there Maybe DM us on Twitter at MidnightWaveCJ. Oh, yeah, you meant Twitter, didn't you? Twitter, yes. Yeah. The Twatter. The Twatter. And uh, Instagram, MidnightWavesPod. Yeah. 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 I don't know Probably. why I went to Pod and not Podcast, but well, there's a reason for it. It's too long, isn't it? It's too long, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I couldn't go MidnightWavesPodcast and Twatter because it was too, <laughs> uh, too long. Stupid. But for some reason, Midnight Waves was taken. Bastards. Some robbers, thieves, thieving cunt took it. So anyway, hit us up. Let us know. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, review, spread the word. Tell all your friends. Spread the word. Everyone want to hear this, right? (laughs) 
Remember yes. that? Spread the word. Of course. <laughs> of course. I think it was awesome. like an 80s hip-hop TV commercial warning you not to do drugs or something. Yo, yo, spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So dope is for dopes. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Anyway, do you take any shits inside this week? Nope. All right. You? <laughs> uh, nope. Not any uh, desperate uh, roadside turds? Nope. Okay. Didn't even piss anywhere. The Except for the old toilet. The old toilet. That's yeah. so boring, man. you got to get with... Got to. <laughs> get with Probably like Bear Gorillas or something. Like What's skinning that? a snake, oh, filling yeah. a piss, and then carrying it around until I'm thirsty. What's that? Bear Gorillas. What are you talking about? That dude, that British dude who was like the survival dude. Oh, okay, I don't think I remember that. Like okay, I mean, it's an Australian like guy. The I remember Sahara Desert or some shit. Yeah. And find a snake, skin it, fill it full of piss, tie it in a knot, and then just carry it around with him until he got too thirsty. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he's like it's insane. A, survival expert. Yeah, one of those guys. No, what a. Why would you choose to do something like that? Well, I guess it made him a multi-millionaire, so well, maybe I guess that's that why. Makes, works out okay then. <laughs> I guess I could probably drink my own piss out of a snake skin for millions and millions of dollars. But if you'd like to put me to the test, put up the money. <laughs> Let's see. Does <laughs> I sponsor you to, yes. to skin a snake and pee in it and walk around the desert? I mean, there if you you're go. interested. Yes. I could probably... Yeah, let's not I even... can't see you doing that, but yeah. For millions of dollars? I still can't see you doing that. I'd probably eat my own shit. You'd have to go to Africa for one thing. I don't actually... It might have been in America somewhere. Oh, that'd be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like the... Was it? Yeah. The, you know, the... Uh, what's it called? Nevada? No, Nevada. It was like where they did like ah. Manifest Destiny. Like that shit. Where they had to cross Joshua the... Tree. No. <laughs> that would... That's that too far. Okay. Colorado, anyway. Not Colorado. I don't Some, know. Yeah, anyway. Fucking... Forgot about history. Look it up on Google Earth. You know what Google I mean. Maps. Smarter people than us, you know what we mean. Anyway, have a good week. Yes, indeed. And we'll be back next week, probably with Sigurus, some other stuff, as always. Yep. And uh, if you're listening, WPC, eat a dick. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>
Take my hand for ten.